5: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
6: Welcome on in. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's a Tri-day Friday. We'll get try to Tri-day. Yes, it's a big day here. Maybe the return of a former eagle. we got you know we got to put our foot down with one big topic in Philadelphia sports, but a lot to get to this morning. How are we doing you?
3: Good morning, Joe, Good morning, Philadelphia. Hey, listen, I know we're a little bit older, but I think it's still important to eat your vegetables, man. so make sure you eat your vegetables because you feel better. I've, I've noticed like for the last couple of weeks, um, I've been eating more ves- incorporating more vegetables mm-hmm. into my diet, and I feel a lot better. You don't so you have to don't have sell me. Man. I mean, yeah. you're the this. you're yeah, the, the Mister Vegetan. You got the one
6: guy next to you. You're like I, I got you. I'm, I'm with you on that one. All right, a, a good Daily Douglas to start us off. A piece of advice there for, uh, for your weekend. All right, we got a lot to discuss here today. But one thing's been kind of on my mind for a while now. But certainly last week, hearing AJ Brown on our station talking about you know all of us as Philadelphia sports fans, it got my mind thinking. And then last night, I saw this and heard this. Darius Slay, who's never a stranger to saying what's on his mind, was on the Corner Suite podcast with our old buddy Steven Nelson, former Eagle. And listen to Darius Slay talking about Philadelphia fans and how they treat him and the other Eagles and other hey, players bro, in this town. I
7: learned quick. I said, oh, yeah, I got to get out of here. It's not good for my mental health. <laughs>
8: Go ahead. <laughs> hey, I'm stressed out. I'll, hey, I'll stress you out. Boy. I'm stressed out. I'm talking about because I ain't going to lie. These probably the only fans that ever got to me before. That's they, what it, I'm it's saying. Just, I'm not, I'm not used It's to not that, gonna bro. be just somebody new all the time. It's yeah. gonna be the same one. Yes. And he go and he go. Yeah. About thirty times. They gonna sit in the back of your the bench.
7: I there. And they on your ass every but, play. But big dog. He's I, terrible. What the I, is he doing? You gotta hear that every play, even if you make a good play. I used to be like, it got to a point where like, and I don't get twisted. I ain't, I'm not no scrub by any means. Okay. But like, yeah, I just hard that. on myself. Yeah. yeah. So like it got to a point where like I'm playing for, I'm playing against the fans type I ain't, of ain't even it. focused ain't <laughs> I have a third down stop I'm talking to the, to the fans,
9: fans. I'm, I'm coming outside talking not even the opposite
7: ain't it the
9: the f- You y'all y'all talking, talking about, about yeah, yeah. every time play
6: for, what <laughs> So there's Slay and former Eagle uh, Stephen Nelson talking about how hard fans in Philadelphia were on them. You know, Stephen, won his one year here, obviously Slay's been here a few years. How hard Philadelphia fans are. The line that caught me, Slay saying they're the only fans, us, we're the only fans that ever got to him before. Not road fans, n- home fans, <laughs> Slay, us. The, s- mean, the Philadelphia fan is the only one that ever got to him before. M- my reaction to this is I, I roll my eyes. And I just – I can't believe how, how in certain instances so many players that currently play can't handle a little constructive criticism, can't handle emotion, can't handle – I mean, this comes with the territory. If you're a player here and you Hugh, you were, when the times are good, you are loved. You are adored. loved, adored. And when it's not that way – People are going to express themselves.
3: I, well, first, I want to address that. You know, Slay said these the only fans that got to Well, bro, you played Detroit. <laughs> I can't imagine that when you, like, the time that you were there, that good or bad, they had a whole lot to be excited or indifferent about. It was pr- They probably were more indifferent than anything. No disrespect to the Detroit fans because, you know, they, they balling right now. But it is different here. And I remember when I first got here, yeah, it was a little rough. But, I, like, this is where – I tried to give the younger players grace, Joe, and put myself in that situation. But I have some questions that I have to ask because, like you pointed out, I did play football at the level that they, they played at. And, and my question is this, like, what are you doing during the course of the game? Because I, I know the setup. What, what are you doing during the course of the game where you can pinpoint? Because they were very specific in the way that they say some of the fans are, and some of the, the same people are booing them all the time. Mm-hmm. What, At what point of the game are you more concerned about the fans booing than you are the task at hand? Like, I think that's a valid question. I think that's one of those questions that that I won't get, you know, ratio because I'm older gentlemen and, and, you know, the, the game is different. I understand it's different. But, again, the fans aren't that close where you could sit up there and say, oh, well, there's, you know, that that's the same guy that was heckling me last week. And, then, yeah, by the way, they're getting to you to that point that, that they're living rent-free in your head the, the following week as well. You know what I mean? I, I don't understand that. Help me. I need one of those young cats to, to that is complaining about the fans booing or the fans, um, you know, to them that is paying that much attention to the fans that they can get in their headspace like that, that it, it becomes something that you basically talk about on the podcast, nauseum. Because this is the, the first time that I've heard Slay mention the fan base, or or a couple corners that have played here mention the fan base before. So, so explain that to me.
6: Well, it's not the first time recently we've heard from a current eagle talking about the idea of of what we do as fans and, and how we talk as fans. And are we supposed to be... Just pom-pom waving all the time, or can we have an opinion? Can we have a feeling on what we're seeing? AJ Brown just last week on this station with Jack, with Ike last Friday afternoon. Here's what he said and kind of his confusion with all of us.
10: I got a couple questions for you guys though. For sure. What's the deal? What's the, what's the deal? Like, you guys are supposed to be supporting Philly, but you know it don't turns up turn out it don't turn out to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, why why make up so many rumors? You know what I'm saying? Like, because. Most of the rumors don't, don't even be real rumors. These, these are rumors that you guys are making up and everybody run with. Like, so what's the deal? Like,
6: So a couple things on that. One, I think he, has, he had a misunderstanding of rumors compared to just conversation and things that are just being talked about among fans. But the thing he said about riding for, it, here's what I, I feel. Listening to AJ last week, listening to Darius with, uh, with Stephen Nelson on that podcast, I feel like some athletes think we are too hard on them us, and I don't, I'm not talking about WIP, I mean as fans, all of us, the entire fan base, and it's thousands and millions of people that live in this area, and even people that listen to us and call us from outside the area that love Philadelphia sports, I get the sense that right now, the current athlete, not all of them, but some of them, think we're too hard on them as fans, and I don't think we are. In fact, Hugh, you, you obviously have an interesting perspective on this, because you were a player you know 25 or so years ago then you joined WIP after that and you got to be part of it with Angelo right mm-hmm. and it's transitioned since then there's there's different people here and it's it, that thing has turned over a little bit there's still some obviously great people that are around with Angelo but my feeling is fans today are not as hard as they used to be on athletes i i think there's more of a we love you we want you to be here forever you're there's our guy there's a bit of that i don't like the, the Philadelphia fan of 30 years ago, I think, has evolved. I don't think we are that hard
3: on these athletes. Now, they might feel that. I don't believe that. Hugh, do you think we're too hard on these guys? I, I don't think that. I, I, this is what I think, Joe. I think that a lot of times, you know, word of mouth is still king. Like, even though we have social media and we have so many different venues where we could actually go and read for ourselves what's actually being said or what's, what's going on or whatever, word of mouth is still king. And a lot of times, I blame fans for this, for being ignorant. And, and what I mean by that is w- a lot of times, fans don't take the time to get information themselves. They leave it upon somebody else to give them the information they take from there. And a lot of times, you know when somebody tells a story, they tend to leave some key details out yeah, all the time. Say, for instance, like, like just for example, this whole rumor that AJ is talking about, about being traded. Now, I'm not picking on anybody that's in the business that we do, but as, as an analyst, we have to do a better job of presenting stuff when we say to players, but a lot of times we don't do that because we want to sizzle. You know, and when, when, when Kay Adams presented the story, it was speculation, but she presented it like it was truth. So as a player, you hear that and you automatically assume that that is true because it's coming from her because she's a trusted source in the media.
6: It's like the game of telephone. Like yes. you say one thing and then it changes a little bit and all of a sudden it becomes like, wait, what? What was yes. said Yes, and,
3: and that's what happens. And 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 again, I'm not picking on her because I think she does a great job, but the way she presented it, it then becomes truth. And then the next person sees that and then it becomes, oh, well, they're trying to trade him up out of here. No, you need to get back to the root, root source of what happened, and we don't do that. And that's how these things get blown out of proportion. And that's why you see fans all the time talking about, well, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to run people out of town or anything like that because you're getting secondhand information. Yeah. Yep. You're not getting it from the source so you're not trying to take time out to understand what was actually said. You're just taking a story and running with it instead of saying, you know, wait a minute. Let me find out what's going on for myself. We don't do that. No. that that's the problem nowadays, especially with social media. It,
6: well, we don't do that. It's definitely changed things, and it's almost like an echo chamber. People hear what they want to hear over and over again. I, I think this is very simple, and unfortunately, athletes today, and I'm not and not everyone, not all of them, but sir, it feels to me like a lot of them make this harder than it has to be. If you play well, if you are winning, this town will love you as much as any any sports town in this country. You will be beloved here forever, if you do it the right way. If you play the right way, if you play well, if you win, there is a reason why Brandon Graham is beloved. Brandon Graham's not going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm-mm. He's not.
3: But he's going to be in. He's going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame with people's hearts. Yes, here in Philadelphia, he's
6: loved because you know what? He has played his butt off for over a decade. He's played well. He's he helped has the one team of win. The
3: most signature. Uh, I saw the other night where he, there was a video posted of somebody painted a picture of the Super Bowl sack that he had against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And he will ever, forever be immortalized in the pantheon of great Eagles players for that play alone.
6: And you know what I love about Brandon Graham? Early on in his career, he may have felt we were too hard. I Remember he blocked everyone? Because he, he, you know, early on he had he injuries. He was considered a bust. He was considered a bust. And, and people had their opinions about him. Did he hold a grudge? And I don't know, podcasts weren't as big of a deal then, but I didn't hear Brandon Graham talking every five seconds about how hard it is to play. He put he he put his chin strap on, and he got better and better, and he endeared himself to everyone here. And now he's beloved. This isn't that hard. If you play well and you win, you are loved. If you stink or you're not playing well, people are going to criticize you. I I I don't think we're too hard on the athletes. I I really don't. And I'm not speaking just for myself. I'm speaking for. It's my, it's my, the way I view everyone here. I don't think, and we talk to fans, Hugh, every single day. I mean, once in a while you get someone who really is no, hard get, on a person. Some fans,
3: some fans are idiots.
6: But and as some a fans, whole, I don't think that.
3: Some fans take it too far. Some fans feel too comfortable saying some of the stuff that they say, knowing that, you know, you can't put hands on them. And I think, you know, that that's one of the reasons why they tend to say some of the stuff that they do. But it, it's one of those things where you have to know as a player, as a person. like Everybody's not going to like you, and that's okay. And as long as you know you're doing your job and you're comfortable in your skin, you're not going to change everybody, man. And and that's one of the things that I've learned from being on Twitter. I can sit there and try to explain myself to each and every individual that comes in contact with me. It's not going to work because everybody's not going to see it the way that I see it, and that's fine. And if you're comfortable with that, then you need to just keep it moving. And I think a lot of times – I just find it fascinating how for certain individuals that that play football at this level are complaining about uh criticisms of people that don't know you and you're trying to win them over like they don't know you you I, I look at Twitter like this when I when I go in with somebody on Twitter or if I say something at the end of that conversation, you know what I do Joe I go play video games I might go work out you move on I move on. And you should, too, because when you compartmentalize this and, and, and worry about it the way that you're worrying about it, it just makes you look bad. It makes you look petty because you're not like you're never going to win everybody over. Like when you sit on, the, sit on your podcast or sit on somebody else's podcast and talk about how well you played and things of that nature. Guess what? That might tend to rub some folks the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you are defending yourself. But it might some people might look at that and be like, you know what? You're not being a team player. So maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't do certain things that set yourself up for criticism. And maybe look yourself in the mirror. I mean, I don't
6: think that booze around here at this point in 2024 just come down for no reason. There's a reason. And I I'll, I'll give you two I'll give you two lines here, Hugh. Number one, with great power comes great responsibility. Okay? Like if you're paid a lot, if you're expect a lot is expected of you, well then that's part of the way this works because you you've earned that, right? You're a good player. And the other line is they don't boo nobodies. That was an old Reggie Jackson one. If you're getting booed, it means everyone thinks you're better than that. It, I almost think it's a compliment. Bad players don't get booed, no, because no one expects anything. We're, you know, man, we may, may boo the whole idea of this thing, but like, if you're a player and and folks are frustrated, it's because we think you're
3: good. And what, what's the other one they say? If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping.
6: There we go. We got yeah. three <laughs> three big <laughs> you lines. You know, know what I
3: mean? If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Yeah,
6: I, I it feels to me like some athletes in this city believe we're hard on them, too hard on them. I. I don't think so. 2155929494 is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes. That felt like a thing of yesteryear, uh, of 25, 30, 40 years ago where I thought, you know, this town was hard. I think it's changed over the years. Kyle, what do you feel on this? Are we too hard on our athletes as a fan base?
11: Of course not. <laughs> like uh, we're the ones that buy the tickets to go to games. We're the ones that are, you know, sh- uh, shoveling out money to do the Amazon Prime and pay-per-view like In a sense, and I know this was sort of a point of contention a few weeks ago, like, the fans are the reason that these players are making the amount of money that they are, like, the amount, or or as popular as they are. Like, the fans are the lifeblood of the entire thing. So, no, like, we have the right to react to what we see. And, And I agree with you wholeheartedly that, like, but you know they're not reacting like this when you know say last year when the Eagles are just blowing the doors off of everybody. All we were talking about was how great they are, mm-hmm. how great of a wide receiver AJ Brown is. We were making comparisons for uh, to him and T.O. not in that way, but in the way of is he the best receiver to ever wear an Eagles uniform? Yep. That ne- that stuff never comes up, right? It's only when oh, you're oh, you're, you're booing or you're they're ten and one. Why are you booing? Well, guess what? I-, I think we all found out why we were booing when they were a ten and one football team based on how the season ended. So. I just think as as fans, uh, as people on the radio here, we react to what we see, and, and we react in an appropriate fashion, and it, it comes from a place of passion, right? We love it when they're, when they're playing really well, and that's all we talk about is how great they're playing, and we adore it, but then when they suck, like, we want answers, and we're pissed off, so I think fans have every right to react the way that they do, and if they want to boo... They paid money to go do that, so go ahead.
6: I never understand the, the 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 booing thing, like why people get upset. It's the simplest. It's not offensive. It's just an emo. It's just like getting an emotional word out to express how you feel about what you're seeing. A boo- no one has to get offended by a boo, and they don't even happen that often, considering things 9494 Are we too hard as a fan base, as a city, on our athletes? It, uh, obviously, some of these guys think we are. Jays in West Philly. What's up, Jay?
10: Hey. They definitely are. And I don't agree with what Kyle said. The athletes are the reason they that famous and popular. They're the ones that put in the work. Well,
6: they're but if, but if there wasn't – but that. Jay, but, crazy. Jay, hold on. Jay, if there wasn't interest, if there wasn't as much interest in what they do – they could be playing on a playground somewhere and be Everybody just as talented. In sports.
10: If you was a scientist, you'd be interested in the stars and all that. Because we're interested in sports, but, no, but Jay, but Jay it,
6: hold on. Th- they put in the work. Jay, the re- Jay, uh, hold on. Let's just go off of your analogy. One hundred and twenty million people watch the Super Bowl. There's not going to you're not going to find yes, one hundred and twenty million people interest. watching science, Jay. It's the most popular thing in the country. So that, science. You know, Jay, yeah, Jay, this no, is a horrible. Jay, thing. They hold on, Jay, you they, you they, they are paid based on. The revenue that the NFL makes, the NFL makes revenue because of you and me and Kyle and Hugh and everyone that watches it. That's why they're paid so much because the league makes so much.
11: Did the salary cap go up because of fan interest, or did it go up because these players are, are putting no, the work on? Fan
6: interest. Because the players out there. No, they play. They the ones that generate the money. No, they generate the money because we watch. People are watching the game. You ain't. You don't have to watch it. If, Jay, if we oh stop watching, God. they don't get paid think,
3: anymore. Think, don't Oh you, my God. gosh, it's awful. I think Jay argued just to argue right now. <laughs>
10: so, yo, if they put it to work. Let me ask what happened after that, uh, Carl you turn. All right, Jay, t- out? T- say,
6: Jay, let's take a timeout. I'm gonna ask you a question. We gotta take a timeout. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> if, you, if, we, if I found the best chef in the world, okay, and, and you said uh, we all agree he's the best chef in the world, and nobody goes to his restaurant, does he get paid anymore when the restaurant closes? No, he going to go to another restaurant. Yeah, he's not going to get paid from the restaurant anymore. That's the point. He's going to go to another restaurant and get paid for
3: Jay, his challenge. Jay, then Jay getting out of your skin. Yeah, Jay, I'm
6: done. <laughs> Jay, do you think we're too hard on the athletes? Yeah, because we pick and choose. We
10: just mad because they got platforms now. Now they get to talk back, so we get upset.
6: No, I'm not mad. I just think what they're saying <laughs> yeah, is ridiculous. No, I'm why mad at you, Jay. Jay, why no, no, no. The
10: Jay being they ain't the news
6: today. Platform <laughs> now you mad? No, I'm mad because I'm, I'm not, actually I'm not mad. i I'm, yeah, you mad? No, you, well, I'm annoyed <laughs> at you, Jay. Although I like you as a caller, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at <laughs> Darius Slay. Like, I'm just you annoyed at me for saying that you. no, because your your argument makes no sense. It do make sense, because no, it's the truth. No, it's not, Jay. Again, it's Jay, not. Jay, Jay you being a nudge. Jay, the reality Jay is man. this. These guys are too soft. That's the problem. Too soft? Yeah. You're too soft. You don't want y'all at the bar. You don't <laughs> want y'all at the bar. Because buy. you're just
10: spewing I had, nonsense, I had a Jay. Friend, I had a friend He's like Jay, nonsense. man.
3: I got a friend like Jay. He just want to pick. He just like to poke the bear, man. Jay know what you're
0: talking no, about. No, it ain't even <laughs> that. It ain't even that, you
6: know? How are we too hard on them, Jay? That's that's what I'm wondering. How? How? Yeah. So You sit there and pick your shoes. You sit there. You're the one, Trader Joe. Didn't you want to trade? Oh, uh, uh, trade Yeah, you are darn right I did, Jay. Trader Now what you're going to do? Now you go root for it. I'm
10: waiting for you to ask him that question or tell him that when you get down there.
6: I can't wait to tell him. Like, why no, wouldn't I you tell, you gonna, him? tell him? You're going bring it all Joe? nice
3: and everything. You're going to tell him you want to trade. Yes. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you will. Jay,
6: if he's available when we're down there, and we got talked to him last year. Oh, now are you going to say you're sorry? Oh, hold on, hold, hold on. Well, I don't, Jay. I don't make the rules. They they ha, they have to come up and talk to us. If he comes on the show, which I'd love to have him on the show, we will talk about his season last year. I will ask him how he handled the criticism, and I will say, Yo, like, you tell him you was the one that did it. I, hold, I hold did on. You didn't let me criticism. finish, Jay. Can you quiet down for a second? I will say to him, Hey, how how did it feel with the criticism, including people like me who wanted you traded in June? I would. I'll no, tell him. No, you
4: put your name out there first. Don't include clue what other people think. Oh say the my God,
6: Jay! Holy yeah, we, moly! We start, we start early. The day. We I haven't had enough today. coffee for this to start. The J. Jay, <laughs> <J. laughs> you still, no you coffee. still haven't told me how we're too hard on them. Well How? I just said no. you go, you win. Like the guy
10: just went to a new city, new team, and all that, and then two weeks in, you want to trade? Them. No, it was well, first what?
6: of all, it was two months in, Jay, and that's the that's a different story. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I'm not, we're not talking about me. Uh, th- this is about the whole fan base of Philadelphia. You, all right, that's fine. If you think I'm too hard. On athletes, that, yeah, you could believe that. That's your prerogative. I, I can't change the way you feel about me. Whatever you think I'm too hard on these guys, that's fine. But I don't think the city is. Listen, Darius Slay on the Corner Suite podcast is not talking about Joe Giglio. He's talking about the fans. You
3: talking about the fans as a. Whole.
6: And I could promise you, I've never gone to a game and heckled the players. Like I, I don't, I don't even, I, I haven't ever. I'm not sitting there two rows behind the Eagles bench heckling them. So they're not literally they're not talking about me. They're talking about.
3: Everyone, they think we're hard on them, and I think I think that to be honest, there's only a small percentage of people that actually go to the game. Like you're going to get some people that boo because I've been in the I've been in the box where people have booed, but what they're talking about, calling people out the name and all that stuff, that's a small percentage I, of course, of guys. You know, because there's some cats. Now let, let's not get it twisted. There are people that go to the game, and it's their they, it's their uh, like a badge of honor to go out there and act the whole donkey. We've seen them. You know, we, we've seen the folks that go to the game just so they could tell stories about them doing something that they shouldn't be doing at a, at a football game or a baseball game or whatever. So there's that small percentage. But to sit there and say, like, the, the group as a whole, like, even when I got to Philadelphia, we weren't that great. Like, there were times where I would go out and people would, would make, you know, snide comments about shouldn't you be somewhere practicing because you guys suck and things of that nature. It's kind of funny. But – It's one of those things where, like, this is where you could handle it. You could get in your feelings and be all defensive, or you could be like, "Yeah, you know, you're probably right." And a lot of times, I did handle it like that. And you turn, you might turn somebody that might look at you and 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 look at you like, you know, you guys are garbage. They might become a fan just because of that one interaction. It all depends on how you handle it or, or how you choose to compartmentalize it. And I think that these players going on podcasts and things of that nature, complaining about it. I don't I don't think that's a good look. I really don't.
6: I don't either. It, it, it's pretty clear to me they think we're hard on them. So not everyone, but some athletes here think we're too hard on them. I, I don't agree. I, I don't think this fan base, this city's too hard on its athletes. Agree, disagree. Two one five, five nine two, ninety four ninety-four. A lot to do. Jolly's gonna step into the ring gets me later on. That was just a little warm up, a little undercard there against Jay. Wanna
9: go? let's go. Yeah. Let's go.
6: Jolly took exception, to my Kelsey take yesterday. We'll get to that. Phillies in the mix as well as we gotta discuss this lead off hitter thing that Every year. Every year is the thing. when we come back, it's try day. We'll tell you what we're looking for to try next. That's next on the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.
12: Oh, the fans have been great. You know, I, I do
9: the same thing. I boot myself on the way back to the dugout, you know, when I punch E2. So, um, you know, they, they deserve uh, me at my best. And, you know, that's that's what I got to do each night. And, you know, I love these fans. That's why I came here. You know, this is the place where they have passion. They have, you know, everything that you need in, in a fan base. And you know, I respect the heck out of them. And, you know, they, they come here and fill up the bank every single night for us. And uh, hopefully they keep doing that.
6: Look, there's different ways to handle all this. And Bryce Harper, and and I think until this recent contract thing, has handled everything about as good as you can handle it. You know, he got booed here a month in. He struck out three or four times against the Tigers. He got off to a tough start his first year. He got booed. Mm -hmm. And that was his response. Like, I'd boo me too if I didn't play well. This isn't hard. And then now Bryce Harper's obviously gone the other way, right? Now he's the most popular athlete in Philadelphia, and he gets cheered. Everyone loves him. But he said it right there. If I stink... I boom me too. It's not that difficult. I don't think we're too hard on these athletes as a fan base. Do you? 215 592 9494. All right, before we get to try day, all your phone calls here. I also want to set this up because Jalen Hurts doesn't talk much. He doesn't expound much, but he did last year. This was before the Super Bowl, just talking about the idea of fans, expectations. Here's what Hurts had to say. The
7: one thing that came to mind was how there's so many different people that they're watching the game for the first time. They're coming to these games for the first time. They they save up all their money to watch this one game. And that's a weekly thing, um, whether you're playing for, regardless of what team you're playing for. So every time I go out there, I want to give it my all. Give it my all to everyone that's watching. That kid that's watching, wherever they're from, put on the show for them and give them something that they can look up to, be encouraged by.
6: Again, that's that's it. Like it's always about the negative, but the positive is there too. The positive is always still there too. I, I think that this city has been very fair to a lot of these star athletes. Obviously not every not all the players agree though, Hugh. That's obvious.
3: Yeah, and you can't worry about what what the majority think about you sometimes. You you just can't. Uh I used to look at it like this. And I look at it like this to this day. A lot of times when you get scrutiny from people, especially that harsh criticism and stuff like that, it's coming from two places, either envy or, or, or jealous. And when it's coming from envy, it's because they wish that they could do what you're doing. And they, they feel like if they were in your position, that they would do it better, mm-hmm. you know, cause they envy you and they, and they're a little bit hurt because they feel like, you know, you could be doing better. I mean, in, at the core, at the court, they, you know, they might throw some harsh words in there, some expletives and all the other stuff, but that's basically what it is. And the second one is jealousy. That's what it because they're jealous because you're ma- you're making a ton of money. You're probably living better than they're living, and they despise you for it, and they despise you because they feel like, you know, they could be doing what you're doing. So, I mean, you just have to look at it like that, man. I mean, and, but the, at the end of the day, it's this. People pay, hard, pay their hard-earned money to watch you play. Hell, long as they don't put their hands on you, they could do, they could, they could do whatever they wanted.
6: Yeah, to. and I, I also I think in the current athletes should go back and, and I don't know if you could find it, but like listen to WIP thirty years ago. Go go and listen to what it sounded like at the vet thirty years ago. It didn't sound like it sounds now. I mean, this is this is baby stuff compared to the way it used to be so if this is too hard, I mean, we've gone soft if that's the if that's the equation. Two one, five, five nine, two, ninety four, nine four. All right. We'll go back to the lines in a second here, but here you know what today is, right? Tri day. It's a try day, one of our favorite days of the week.
3: That is like that Friday song. Dude. you know I had that stuck in my head on the ride in today. <laughs> Tri day it's try I
6: didn't day. even hear it I just thought oh, it's Friday it, it is Tri day today all right so here's what we're looking to try this weekend a movie Let's do movies today <laughs> on Friday So we're looking for a movie that you think Hugh or I, or both of us haven't seen yet. So if you give us like a really super popular movie, we've probably seen it. I Maybe think not. Are
3: gonna, for me, they're gonna get this one right off the bat. Yeah? It's the, yeah, I think I think I'm I think I'm an easy reader well, when it comes to
6: there's this. There's millions of good answers. Not just yeah. we're not just looking for one answer. It's whatever your recommendation is. Try Day two one five five nine two ninety four ninety. For what movie should Hugh and I watch this weekend? All right, Chris in Middletown is up on WIP. What's up, Chris?
13: Happy Try Day, fellas. What's hey going on, Chris. Man? What's up, buddy? Uh,
6: can you imagine this? I have something to say on this topic. I, you know what? When we when we got into the uh, the meeting today, we we talked about this in the slay audio. I was like, yeah, I, I think someone like Chris might have something to say on it. I'm not surprised you wanted to chime in on this one. You know,
13: I'm not about emotion. I'm always about facts. <laughs> That's right. Okay.
6: So, and you know who is to blame for this? Hugh Douglas. What. <laughs> That's right. It's, his, it's Hugh's fault. I agree. <laughs> you What'd see
13: what you started yesterday
3: with your Mr. Softiness?
6: What I do? What you mean by I was waffling over? a little
3: I bit? I'm a, I just, waffle every now and then. Here that, that, you, you do. I, I move my – like I was told when we made our core values that they don't have to be fluid. They, I was told that we could move them around. Yeah. So but, I exercised no, and, my right This yesterday. guy
6: waffles so much we got, we got syrup in the studio now <laughs> and, just d- in case. And,
13: hey, Darius, Darius. Get in here, our core value, our number two core value, because we reshuffled the deck yesterday. We're petty.
12: <laughs> Very That's
13: what we do here. All right, let, let me get into this, guys. You know, this Darius thing is just, it's, I'm so tired of these soft players. Here's what I want Howie to do. We got the combine going on, we got interviews going on. His first question should say, Are you emotionally soft? Because if they are, don't draft them here. Joe, you hit the best example of this, BG. Dude, we tore that man apart. He was the worst. He's a boss. We should have drafted Earl Thomas. Blah, 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 blah. We love that man. He he will be forever beloved in the city, except with Mad Mike, because Mad Mike likes trash. BG. But, dude, we love BG. So, these soft, whiny players like Darius need to pack it up, let him drop, Grow up, become a man. Stop being a child. Stop Take your binky out of your mouth. Stop being so sensitive, all right? So you know what, Darius? I got a message for you, Darius. I hope you're listening. You and Grow
3: up, snowflake! <laughs> Chris, we appreciate it. That is definitely a snowflake. It feels like a snowflake.
6: Well, it, it's soft. I mean, that that's the the Kobe Bryant gif right when he's he's just looking at he's soft, soft. Yeah. that's what I think of this it's soft I and again if I felt that people here were way too hard on on athletes I would say it and and I've I've thought maybe certain ones at times people have been hard on but in general I don't think that's what we have here I think we just have passion passion comes in both ways right and Kyle mentioned this a little while ago Hugh if you're passionate you're gonna get all the cheers again I'll I'll use Jalen Hurts for example mm-hmm. right just because he's the He's probably the guy we talk about the most as the quarterback of the Eagles. Early in his career, there was skepticism. There was doubt. Big time. Yeah, I I would say maybe half of the fan base wanted to get a different quarterback, right? Russell Wilson or, you know, whoever, that offseason. Half said, no, let's give this kid a shot. And then he played great. And I'd say, what, 80 to 90% of people said, this kid's amazing, MVP caliber, pay him, all that stuff. And now, this year, he didn't play as well. And it's maybe it's more back to like 60-40, love him versus frustrated. But that's just about it's his play. Ebbing, it's the ebb and flow yeah. of sports.
3: It's the ebb and sports, man. It's the ebb and sports. And as an athlete, you I was always taught that that's what you sign up for. Everybody's not going to like you all the time. It's just like being in a relationship. You know, one day you love your, your significant other to death. The next day they get on your nerves. But you're still in it for the long haul. And that's how you have to look at it as sports. The more you complain about it, the more people look at you and, you know, they're wondering, like, why are you complaining, dude? Like, because for a lot of people, especially fans, when you hear athletes complaining about being booed and all this other stuff, the, the go to for fans as well is either one or two things. You make a ton of money or we pay your salary. I mean, which both are fair. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're fair. I mean, whether you like it or not, it's fair because you have the ability at the end of the day to do a lot of things that other people don't. And that's because you've played the sport at the high, absolute highest level. It comes with the territory, man. Like more money, more problems. I remember when I was playing, that song was big. And we used to say that all the time, more money, more problems. And and that's the truth. That's that's it for anybody that is in the position that you're in. And and it blows my mind when people say, "Well, it's different here than it is somewhere else." Like when when said, uh I don't, they, these are the first fan base that got to me, because I'm. A, let me just go out on a limb here, because I never played in Detroit, but you played in an area in Detroit where they weren't they weren't going to the playoffs. They'd be lucky to win like five or six games a year. They were mostly bad. Yeah, so the expectations weren't that high. I'm I'm a little bit familiar with that because like there was a lot of diehard Jet fans in New York, but for the most part, we were second class citizens to the New York Giants at that point, and and the Yankees and the Mets and the Knicks. At that point, so it was not a whole lot of hoopla around for the New York Jets at that time. So when I comes when I come to Philadelphia, even though it was a, I came to a losing franchise at that point, there was still a lot of passionate people and there was a lot of people at the game. So it was different mm-hmm. because people care about it. So that's probably where you know it got to you a little bit more. But even with that being said, I can't remember a time, and I know we got probably got booed a lot, especially that first year I was here because we only won three games. I can't remember a time where I can remember being booed viciously like he's talking about that I remembered because I was too locked into the game or whatever else it was I had going on. You didn't let it impact you. No, I didn't. I didn't, but I, 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 I gave him the grace because it's different now when these guys, these, these guys nowadays, Joe, they will go out there in the course of a game, and we've seen it. They'll go out there and make a play. And as soon as halftime come, they will run straight to their phones Well, we saw a Kenny, and get on social media. Kenny Gainwell this year. I didn't year. mention anybody's name. Well, it's it's public knowledge. I didn't, I didn't say anybody's yeah, name. I mean, I'm just
6: saying. I'll say Kenny
3: Gainwell got in a thing
6: with a fan during halftime on uh, Instagram. I guess and, it was. And
3: see, that's the problem because you can't like you can't. To me, you can't have it both ways. You can't complain about what the fans say about you, but then run on social media, and look for instant validation when you do something well. You can't you can't have it both ways, man. Like you should know if you do something that somebody's probably going to say something about it. And, you know, if you worrying about your mental that bad, hell, just stay off of Twitter. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I thought that about A.J. Brown last week. And here's, like, I'm not disputing,
6: and you said this earlier, that there's probably a few people or more at every game or a lot of people on social media that will say things that are over the line. I'm not disputing that. And you know what? I'm sure if they see it, they're human. It would bother them. But to paint the whole fan base like that is just silly. That's not the truth. In fact, I, I think the athletes here are beloved more than almost anywhere else or right on the par with the, the, the best cities in the whole country. of love, probably more here than anywhere else when it's good. So it comes with the territory, 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones here. After Re- you make real quick, this point. I was
3: about to say, do you remember a few years ago, uh, it was the Eagles playing the Bears in the uh, playoffs and Cody Parky? Yeah, they double doink. Yeah. Do you know, like, the worst thing Cody Parky probably could have did for himself was go on social media? Cause you already know what that's gonna be, and that he was a bear at that point. Yeah, yeah. like it, that was the worst thing that he. Probably, but that, that's the point. If you know it's gonna be bad, why are you going looking for? Why are you going looking for smoke? Cause you know it's coming,
6: right? And it's all it's all predicated on performance. He yeah. makes the kick. He's a hero. He double doinks it. And yeah, and that's that's kind of the end there. Let's go to Patrick at Tabernacle. Hey, Patrick.
14: Hey, morning, guys. Listen, I a uh, first time calling to your show. I was joking, joking around, saying. Like all day i you guys are on a one-year probation, and I'm happy to say that you passed it.
6: <laughs> oh wow! You know what? We <laughs> yeah. got to put up a plaque here <laughs> in the studio. We passed <laughs> it, Patrick. Good stuff, I man. Appreciate that, what, listen, listen, what are you listen. thinking on this?
14: <laughs> well, real quick, too, Hugh Douglas, man. Like I, I shed tears, man. My heart broke, and, and much respect and love for your loss to you and your family.
3: Appreciate you, brother, uh, appreciate with that. your son.
14: Yeah. So listen, what I think about, listen, man. We're we're super passionate, you know, and and. When I travel, not that I travel a lot, but when I travel across, you know, you know where I do and stuff. If you have any kind of Philly gear on Eagles, like everyone else, like you get immediate reaction. Oh, you're an Eagles fan, you know what I mean, or something like that. And it's almost like you know what we we're we're just we just love them so much, man. We love our teams, man. We are just so passionate, and like other other cities and and fan bases, like. When the game's over, the game's over, that's it. And, like, it's, it's pretty far from what happens around here, you know. And, and like, as far as, you know, we just – and, you and like, if you think about the personalities, like, you, like Ike, and John Ritchie, you guys epitomize what it means to be an Eagle and what it means to be an athlete in this city. You know what I mean? And, like, I expect every – you know – like, we have – you know, we, we, we hold these people accountable. We need you to play hard. We need you to play, you know, to care and, and, and show, you know, show effort. And, and when they do, we give them praise. And when they don't, we will definitely let
3: you know. But you know what, Patrick? To be fair to these guys, I, don't, I probably would be a snowflake to a certain extent. I would definitely clap back on Twitter. My, I would definitely be on Twitter like blazing folks that said something about me. I probably would do that. But I don't think I would complain about being booed though.
6: Yeah, well, especially Patrick, the, the way I view it is the boos only come when we expect something more, right? Like we don't boo bad yep. players and you know when a team we know it's a rebuilding season or whatever. Like the 2016 Phillies didn't get booed very much because we just knew they weren't a good team. Like if this team this year struggles out of the gate, there might be some boos because we expect oh, sure. we expect a lot of performance. I I think that's just I'm just a good fan. Patrick, give us a movie we should watch here.
14: Listen, man, really good movie. Just saw it not too long ago, Jules, J-U-L-E-S, on Netflix or one of them services with uh, Ben Kingsley about an alien who lands in his dude's backyard, man. It's a short movie. I give it two big thumbs up.
6: Oh, I like the idea. Jules, Patrick, man, we appreciate the callback. We passed Patrick's probation period. We're in. He's, we're a call for him now. Um, I like what he said there at the end, The one of those streaming services. When someone says to me to watch something now, I don't even know where to find it because there's a million streaming services. Now I just Google it and like it will tell you on the top of Google where you can find the movie. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like, I don't know. There's a million of them. Where, where do you
3: start to find this thing? So, well, jewels. If you have like a, a fire stick... If you go to the uh, search movie, it'll, it'll tell give you? you. It'll give you a list of where it potentially could be. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it give you a list.
6: Because my kids always ask for like this. What are they want to watch, and they heard about it, right? Then I'm like, I don't know. Then I'm going on Disney. I'm going on Netflix. I'm trying to find where this movie is. Let's go to OG. Who's up next on WI? What's up, OG?
15: What's up, fellas? How we What's doing today? My... What's up, buddy? Listen, I, I I got a thing on this here Slay thing, and I think there's two things here that Slay is doing. Number one. Slay is has told his guy, his buddies you know Steven Nelson and them guys, if you want this this year podcast to be popping, say something bad about the Philadelphia Philadelphia fans and this and that, that this thing is creating a whole new and then it's also a, a slap because it's allowing other cities fan base that don't like our fan base to hear that and be like listen to what their own player is saying about it you know what I'm saying so it, it makes us look really bad so that's what really Slay really wants. Because slade has been at it this year with some fans on Twitter and everything. And it started with uh, Seth Junior when Seth checked him. You know what I'm saying? And Slade's just been off the chain ever since then. So I think uh, are the players uh, too soft? Yes, I do think that they're too soft. But Tufo, I think that the fan base is also held, should be held accountable too. Because even you just said, if you play good, you know what I mean? But in reality, there's no player that's going to play good all the time. You know what I'm saying? So you got to, as a fan base, we got to leave these guys some type of room to have some bad games. And Because as soon as a player have a bad game, it's like, oh, he's trash and he's this and that. But to Slay, I know when Slay's game changed, it was in the Minnesota game a year ago. When he came up and hit Dalvin Cook out of the backfield, and he got a stinger in his, in his arm or his shoulder because he left the game for a couple of plays and came back in. Slay has never, ever been the same since then. I've never seen Slay make another tackle, a hard tackle, since then. Every now when Slay's this definition of tackling is holding Justin Jefferson up until into the, into the uh, ref blows the whistle or pushing you out of bounds. And, and that's a problem because, really, it goes through the locker room to your young corners. And now the young corners think because the captain of the Eagles' defense or D back is out there playing soft, well, we can actually go out there and do the same. And it had an effect on our season this year. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I'm just being real. You know, um, I think that as a, as a I think that as a fan, as a player, you can think what you want to think. You know what I'm saying? But you like you getting paid to do what you are doing just like uh you said there's players i mean uh, fans that's envious of you and jealous of you and you getting paid so that's pretty much you got to take that you know what i'm saying now i'm not saying don't clap back but the fans also got to be uh not sent oversensitive when a player claps back that now you you downgrading the player because he clapped back it's the same Well, you just said something to him so it's like i mean this stuff is real crazy i, I don't even give it you know, yes, I do. I, I I, get it. You know what I mean? It's, it is what it is. It's, it's life. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. I just,
6: I don't point. think it's overly hard. I think it's, I think it just makes sense. If you play well, you're, you're going to get praised. And I understand your point. Once in a while, they're all going to have tough games. OG, give us a movie we should watch this weekend.
3: Uh, Dead President.
6: Dead President. Dead President. All right, OG, man. We appreciate you. Have a good week. A dead President from uh, OG way there. And I get his point. Every player is going to have a bad game, but I think there's a grace period. I don't think every time a player just plays one poor game, we you know, everyone turns on that player. I, I don't think that's the way it is. And just specifically for the Eagles, you know, after the first or second tough game around here, I, I don't think most people were throwing the towel in. It, when it became six out of seven and they collapsed in the season, that's when it was like, whoa, it's open season on what just happened here. Jeff's in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? Jeff, what do you feel? on,
3: man? All
6: right, so – the entertainment business and sports is
16: included in this is the only um, it's the only job where people actually react to what you're doing either in real time or right after they see it. I think mean, most of us, even you guys, I mean we react to what you guys say. So there's gonna be criticism and you have to you if you go into that business, you should know that you're gonna get criticized. And You know, the rest of us, like, I drive a truck, dude. I don't have a whole lot of people criticizing me. Now, the only people I have to worry about are the police if I do something wrong. But in general, going into the entertainment business, you know you're going to get criticized. So you should just kind of take it. And I think OG had a good point where he might be just doing something like this because he's got to generate um, buzz for his podcast or whatever the heck he's doing.
6: Yeah, and I hear that a lot, Jeff. And there might be something to that. Like, uh, you know, Colin Cowherd gets accused of that, right? If he if he talks about yeah. the Eagles, he gets you know he gets a lot of pushback or whatever, and it generates. And yeah. I, that, but part of that is because those people, right? Whether it be a national radio host or a football player doing a podcast, they know how passionate we are here. So yeah, yeah it will create a buzz. But like you're and right, that, it goes with it. It goes with the territory of there's great things that can happen if you play here and succeed here, and that's part of it. But then if you struggle, yeah, there'll be criticism. And
16: Two other points. If you don't want that heat, go play in uh, Jacksonville or go play in Charlotte or go play in Nashville where they don't give a crap. They don't care whether you win or lose. They don't have the passion we have. And my third point is when OG said that the fans got to own up to it, do whatever he said in that second part of his thing. Dude, this whole radio station is built around our fandom for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. We can't bring it much harder than we already do. We own it. We own up to it. This is what we are, and when you come here, you gotta know that, and you gotta you gotta have the I don't give a bleep about you um, attitude. Totally, and Jeff,
6: you're right. And this radio station, it's not about me, it's not about Hugh, it's not about our host. It's about you guys. I mean, it's about all of us together. I mean, it's just it's the voice of the fans 24 hours a day. Jeff, give us a movie we should watch.
16: It's an older one, and I don't know if you guys have seen it. I doubt it. Maybe you have. I don't know. Fletch. A Chevy Chase movie from the early 80s? I remember Fletch. It's,
6: yeah, I, you so yeah. know, I haven't watched it in a long time. It might be a retry. Fletch it's, is a funny really movie. It's really dry and really yeah, good. It it's is. Fun. Jeff, great call. Have a great weekend there. 215 we'll hit your phone calls coming up next. Some athletes, it seems, at least I feel this way, think Philadelphia is too hard on them. The fan base is too hard on them as athletes. I, I don't agree with it. We don't agree with it. Where do you come down? Two one five, five ninety two, ninety four, ninety four. Later in the hour, we've got to debunk a Schwarber theory because some people think he shouldn't hit leadoff. I believe he absolutely should this coming season. Jolly, yeah, Paul Jolovitz gonna be on the show coming up at twelve thirty. He took exception to my Kelsey take yesterday lot to do, and it's try day. Hugh and I need a movie to watch, or one you think we haven't seen yet. All coming up, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. And let's talk about FanDuel. Of course, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel and partnership with Valley Forge Casino. America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. F- Garbage! Yeah, that's what he thought. <laughs> so Jolly joins us at 1230 today. Of course, it is a try day Hugh and I looking for a movie. To watch this week, It's some good ones so far, including uh, an oldie but a goodie, Fletch, was just uh, suggested to us. I haven't seen Fletch in quite some time.
3: Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be like old movies. It could be like current movies. Sure. Or movies that are still in the, in the movie theater.
6: Something new that just kind
3: of came out on streaming. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. because I'm, I'm thinking about going to the movies, but there's one problem. I don't like going to the movies by myself. Man. How come? Because I just feel like I'm a lane. Like, you know, when you go to the movies, it, you're, it's like like a... Like a date, kind of get-to-know-somebody type deal. But you, you know what I mean? But you watch movies at home alone. Yeah, but it's different because, I, you know, it's your home. But actually, when you go out, you want to share a, a bucket of popcorn with somebody and Potentially, maybe go out to dinner after So,
6: to be fair to you, I, I've never actually gone to the movies by myself, but I, I don't have anything against it. I just have never gone. Because you ain't
3: it. never done it before, because you don't feel lame. Like, I've gone I would to the feel movies like by myself.
6: a loser. It's elite. It, I don't think it's a big deal.
11: It's the, like, first of all, I'm not going to the movies to socialize with somebody. I'm going
3: there to watch a movie. Well, so, like, I'm not even speaking to the person next to me if I'm there. Well, like, it's just kind of there. just there for their presence. You know what I mean? It's just like. It, it, I guess because I'm in that you know that 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 rare area where you know ain't got a whole lot going on <laughs> like you know in, in that area, so it just feels well. Just feels, some of us just, just don't feels care a little what weird. others think of <laughs> of of you. Now I some do are a care sensitive like, about now it, that yeah. I do care about because I just feel like somebody would be like damn, dog, you couldn't get somebody to come to me. <laughs> All lunch. right,
6: let me ask you this: <laughs> Would you rather? And I'm not talking about like a quick bite to eat. Would you rather go to dinner by yourself at a night? Not a like a again, not a
3: quick food place. Would you mm-hmm. rather go to dinner? Like say, if say one of the nice little uh steaks, yeah, steak, places yeah, yeah, you, you got the right, you,
6: you get what I'm saying. So, like a nicer restaurant, would you rather go to dinner by yourself or the movies by yourself? I'd rather go to the movies by myself than go to a nice restaurant alone,
3: yeah. If between the two, I'd rather go to the to the movies
6: Cause because at least the lights are out, you, yeah, no one's but talking dinner, anyway, yeah, if you go to
3: dinner by yourself, you'd like, boy, this guy's really a loser. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like <laughs> everyone's gotta eat, but you just you get takeout or you go to like a fast. See, place. it all depends though. If you're sitting at a, a booth by yourself, then you really look bad. The bar is different. The bar yeah, if you're sitting at the bar, it's something totally different.
6: Yeah, that is that is different. All right, 215-592-9494. We opened today with the Darius Slay comments uh yesterday. Can we hear Slay again? This is Slay with Stephen Nelson on the Corner Sweep Podcast. It sounds like Darius Slay. And, and Nelson, who's a player for a year, thinks maybe we're a little too hard on athletes around here.
7: Hey, bro, I learned quick. I said, oh, yeah, I got to get out of here. It's not good for my mental health. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> like,
8: hey. I'm stressed out. I'll, and I'll stress I'll, you out, boy. I'm stressed out. I'm talking about because I ain't going to lie. These probably the only fans that ever got to me before. They That's just, what I'm it's saying. Just, hey, they, I'm, not, I'm not used to it. It's not going to be just somebody new all the time. It's yeah. going to be the same one. Yes. And he gonna try, and going to hit you about
7: 30 times. They're going to sit in the back of your, the bitch. I know. And they own your ass. Every but, play.
17: But Big Dog. He's
7: I, terrible. What the f- is he doing? You got to hear that every play. Even if you make a good play. I used to be like, it got to a point where like, and I, don't get twisted. I ain't, I'm not no scrub by any means. Okay. But like, yeah, I just on myself. Yeah. yeah. So like, it got to a point where like, I'm playing, but I'm playing against the fans type of yeah. I ain't I even focused. I it. have a third down stop. I'm talking <laughs> to, the to the fans. fans. I'm, I'm
9: coming outside, talking. Not even the opposing Ain't it? What you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Every time.
3: But it's a sad thing for for you to get taken out of your game that quickly. Like I like I can remember everything else that I that I used to do in the huddle. I used to be in the huddle with Hollis looking in the stands at the women in the stands. I remember that, and, and I'd be like, "Yo, Hollis, you see someone?" And he would look at me like, "What the hell's wrong?" with I I never got like I don't ever recall. I know they did because we were bad, like I said, my first year. But I don't I don't ever recall hearing a fan specifically boo me like that to the point where it took me out of out of what was going on during the course of the game. Like I I don't I don't well, recall. Well, you could that. Com- you compartmentalized it.
6: You 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 were able to focus. I, I, obviously, some guys can't do that. And look, it's fine. Stephen got to be real
3: super sensitive.
6: I I think that's part of the issue to, here to
3: recall that. Like I, I would think, I you know, not saying that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm impervious to all this other stuff. And, you know, I got my feelings hurt before, but I don't recall it being to that, to that level where, you know, I get on a pod. Well, they didn't have podcasts back then, but still you get where I'm going with this. Get
6: one. I do get it, and here's what I think. I think we're not too hard on these guys. And in fact, if if this question was raised 30 years ago, I may have had a different answer. Things have changed. I I, I view most fans today as very pro-player, very positive, wanting to see the silver lining in things. I don't I don't think it's like oh, angry all the time. I don't feel that two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes. I we don't believe so. Obviously, some of these guys do. Terrence in Springfield is up. Hey, Terrence. Yo, Joe, Kyle, what's up? What's up? Hey, what up, man what's up, buddy?
17: Man, these players are absolutely soft. Not not soft. It's S A W F T soft.
6: Oh, soft with the A. They it's a different soft. way of saying. It. I got you.
17: Like back in the day, eighties, nineties, before technology, we had these players playing with uh, broken ankles, taping it up. Uh, oh, now, boy. now you get a cold. You get a cold or something. And, and you're ready. You're ready to to call off a game. They're getting time management. This day's technology. You know these players are t- are too soft. You got players in the locker room. I think Mark Cuban's whole team. They all got Xboxes. Like they're soft. Like g- give me a break. Like we complain. They they complain about everything. They're gonna pay millions of dollars to, to play a kid's game. So like for first Slater to say that Philadelphia, we'll love you. But how you perform on the field, that, that, or on the basketball court? That's
6: that's what we love. And if you, know, you and, and when you perform, you are adored. I mean, it's not like it's not halfway either. When you when when players are great here, Terrence, they are loved. They're they and you can't come here and give a half-ass performance. Darius Slay to get on there and
17: say that man, there, uh, you can't tell me there were other cities that he didn't go to they they didn't talk 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 trash to him when he didn't perform. He for didn't the knockler that he
6: is. Yeah, but yeah, he did he say it's the only fans that ever got to him, which I would think includes road fans. I mean, that's that's and, wild to me. And you, you could attest to this. When you go out there and you
17: give your hundred percent all, the fans of Philadelphia, aren't we behind you?
3: Yeah. I mean, I that there's not a no doubt in my mind that that's yeah, definitely. So
17: so these guys, they're soft, let me give a little a little, a phrase, like what Tobias said. They're soft like crumble cookies. <laughs>
6: It always comes back. Always comes back to the crumble cookie. Terrence, give us a movie we should check out. I don't know if you guys saw this,
17: man, but I feel like this is a pretty good movie. I saw it a couple of years ago. Prometheus.
3: Oh, I did. Prometheus didn't see was that. a good movie. You saw Hugh? Yes. I oh. did see Prometheus. All right. I'll, that's one of those ones I can watch again, though. Yeah. I can definitely yeah. watch it. All right, again. we'll check
6: that one out. Terrence, man, good phone call there. I'm gathering that
11: he was much more of a cultured movie guy than you, Joe. I think this so. This is probably going to be more, like, people
3: Dude, giving I, you a So I, I had I a run. A lot of weird, I watch a lot of weird movies. I think we've already established Oh, yeah, that. we know. And the Tubi oh, stuff. Tubi. <laughs> Tubi. <laughs> I would say before kids,
6: I watched more movies. I just, like, now I don't have as much time uh, with my kids being young. And so, I, I yeah, I, I would imagine the last eight to 10 years, Hugh is wasting way more movies than I have. It's just, it just, I met my guess. Um, all right. So we have a tweet here from Darius Slay. Hugh, I'm not sure if he's uh, tuning in or he's obviously hearing from people because that clip of the podcast we played that's, you know, out mm-hmm. there on social media. So he's probably hearing from people. This is a, uh, a tweet from Slay about an hour ago. Uh, I don't know where all the negativity coming from. I love, and ap- I love and appreciate all fans of the sport, especially from the two cities I played in. I will never have nothing negative to say about Detroit or Philly. The only thing negative I could say is both cities get too damn cold for me. So emojis in there. Love you. So Slay's trying to diffuse. Um, yeah, look, I'm sure people are annoyed. I'm not annoyed at Slay. I don't, he seriously, he can say whatever he wants. I just don't get it. Like, I, I don't. I think they, the current athlete is misreading this compared to the way it used to be. That's the way I view it.
3: I don't understand why he would come out and say that after. I mean, what do you think? People don't watch the podcast? Well, that's my favorite thing. What are you reacting to? Well, the, the content you put out there. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of weird, which, you know, hey, if that's how you choose to handle it, that's fine. But when you say stuff like that, it makes people tend to believe that you don't like the fact that is, you feel like regardless of what you do, it's kind of negative. That's kind of what I, am I wrong for reading it that way? It's confusing, right? You say yes.
6: something and then people react. You can't get mad at the reaction.
3: Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's wishy-washy a little bit. Well, it's like he's trying to walk it back a little bit.
6: Yeah. Like he, he said, I have nothing negative to say about Detroit or Philadelphia, but, but he
3: kind of did. Well, say he it. also
6: said they're the only fans that have ever gotten to me. He said that. Those are his words. I, I just think. I, I, it flabbergasts me. It really confuses me that these guys think we're hard on them. I, I don't. Flummoxed. We're flummoxed. We are flummoxed. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Gerald in Germantown. What's up, Gerald? Hey guys, how you all
10: feeling? Hey
6: Gerald, what's up?
10: Listen, let me pull my uh, my uh, Hollis Thomas and call y'all to a huddle. House house. Okay. Listen, I I think the fans can go a little overboard. And in 2024, it's a lot of ways that those fans express that through social media. It's okay to boo, to, to voice your frustration when the game is not going the way you want and your team is not performing. That's okay. That's you know that's part of fandom, but it, it, it goes a little too far nowadays, especially with social media, when you can sit behind your phone and type all kinds of vicious things to these players, and then we say, well, they make millions of dollars. That, that, makes them less, that don't make them less
6: human. So, Gerald, I agree with you on that, and I do think the social media aspect has, has changed this. It's it's almost like the noise never stops, right? The game ends, right? so those fans go home that maybe were frustrated and booed, but, the, but it never ends. And, Gerald, I'll, I'll give you a quick personal example. I don't look to see what people say to react to what we say on the show because people on social media tend to be over the top. But, like, once what? in a while I'll see something negative someone says at me or about me. But I don't make that like all Philadelphia fans. Like, I don't believe that. Like I, I don't believe every single person feels the way. that I think that's what these athletes do. They think all these fans are against them. It might just be one or two or a hundred idiots.
10: Now, I don't think he meant that the whole Philadelphia fan base. I don't, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is it's some really mean and nasty people right. out here that call themselves fans, and, and I agree. I'm on social media and I see some of the comments. You, you know, as a player, if you have a bad game, it's all right to say, you know, that he 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 stunk yeah. right. But these fans go a little beyond that. They go They they started making it personal, and that's not
6: right. And I agree yeah. with you on that. That's not right. But I don't think that's just Philadelphia. I think that's just the fans, that's, I, right?
10: That's fans. This fans. Period. I'm not just saying yeah. just Philadelphia, but at Philadelphia, we. We a little, we we like times two with it. <laughs> like we we a little special, man. Like, we,
6: we well, I agree on the special, folks. Gerald. I do, Gerald. that's that's fair. I, the social media stuff does add a layer to it that that probably like it just never ends for them, Gerald. And give
10: it- then the radio, we got a radio station that pop, WIP pop, and it's known. You know, we, we like this is a real radio station It's known throughout the land, and sometimes. Some of the hosts can take it a little far and create a narrative and make it the topic of the day and have fans calling in on that, and then it gets personal again on that. Because I'm a listener.
6: Well, so, I will appreciate you listen. I, I tend to not believe that the, any host here makes things personal if we don't I think a player is good. For y'all, man, what, what movie watch. you got, Gerald? It's, I don't think neither
10: one of y'all see it because it's probably before y'all' time. Watch it. the thief. The thief. What's- with James Khan. it's an old movie. Ooh, that sounds good. If you in the gangster movies, if you're in the gangster movies, you know that that gangster talk, the thief, James Khan. the
6: thief, Gerald. Good phone call there. You ever it's seen 1981. That one? The
3: thief. The no, G- I've never seen
6: that. one. James Kahn's heyday back then. Yeah,
3: he's still with us, ain't he? James uh, yeah. Con- No, I've I don't told think he you. I
6: told you guys. I the news. These, new these cycle, are not
11: things that we should be working
6: out the <laughs> the in real time moves over the so air. So fast that <laughs> you, you hear about. Google. You hear about yeah, someone passing, right. and then a year later, you say, "Joe is that person still with us?" And I don't know. We do not want
11: to be whatever that news outlet was that had Joe Frazier visiting the uh, well, the, the library. I James Con is no not, longer with, yeah, with
3: us. Yeah, I think because I remember I, I remember that because um, his son Scott is uh, he does television now. It's, Scott Khan uh, Yeah, Scott Khan Yeah. No, I just remember because Jan- I, I was a big James Con. James Khan was right. incredible. Yeah, yeah. We, we lost uh,
6: James Khan 2022. 2022. Yeah. yeah. Great actor. All right. Gerald with the thief. I like that one. Okay. Let's, um, let's talk to Michael, who's up next on WIP. Hey, Michael. Hey,
18: Joe, Hugh. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hope, uh, Happy Friday, well Michael. Yeah, What's up yeah. today? So, I wanted to comment about the, the harsh, uh, you know, Philly fans and, and, and whatnot, right? And I think um, I, I want to link my idea back to, to two things that happened recently, right? So, I think instead of the word harsh, right, I would use the word accountable. I think we're accountable to our athletes, right? And I link that back to something that A.J. Brown said when he joined uh, WIP, what, on the uh, 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 afternoon show, right? Yeah, last Friday, Yep,
6: yep. yep.
18: Right, in that, in his description, there's two things that you pick out from what he said, right? One of the things that he said was, hey, when you see me on the sideline and I'm emotional, right, you meet, we immediately think that like I'm up to something no good, right? But essentially what he's doing is he's holding people accountable, right? So he's emotional, right? He's frustrated on the sideline. He's angered on the sideline, right? Because he's trying to hold people accountable. Same with us, right? When we hold people accountable, we express that emotionally through our podcast, through our booing. It's the same thing, Right and also in that uh uh interview that was with them right he flat out admitted right like players weren't executing right so when we see that with our eyeballs right we can, we know that hey you're not living up to expectations i'm holding you accountable and i'm going to boo you right now i agree with what everyone else says right like yeah like like sometimes that goes too far sometimes that's personal that's not good right But like, it's not just football that we do this with. Right. One of my favorite Philly athletes of all time. I love him to death. Right. I want to model my I wish I played like him. Right. Is Jimmy Rollins. Right. Jimmy Rollins, NL MVP, brought us the World Series when he goes, you know, we go. Right. But guess what? When you don't run the first base and I know that you can run the first base and make things happen and whatever, I'm going to boo you. You're uh, you're not holding your play accountable to the best of your ability, and I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, and to, my... to
6: Michael, I like that. And to go off your point, like I, when AJ made his point about you see me on the sideline, I'm emotional. Here's the reason: like he's basically asking us to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a bad teammate. I want to win, so you see my emotion. Well, I think yeah. it works the same way or the other way. Like way. Yes. no no one dislikes these players because no. they're playing bad. We want them to play better.
18: Yes, hundred percent correct.
6: Yep, and we think exactly they can. Again, they don't boo nobody. Like we, we do, the 2016 Phillies didn't get booed. The 2015 Sixers didn't get booed. They, we knew they were bad, but when the team's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be good, well, yeah. then the frustration comes out. Michael, give us a movie we should check out. So
18: I like this movie in particular. Uh, it's a suspense thriller. Uh, it's got some big names to it. Uh, it's called Mr. Brooks. It uh, has Kevin Costner in it, right, which I – I, I tend to like what he does, so Kevin Costner's in it. And then, obviously, uh, you know, it's always nice to have a leading lady that's a little nice on the eyes. Demi Moore is in it, right? Uh, so good suspense thriller, uh, two good actors in there, right, and uh, a little eye candy. So Mr. Brooks.
6: Mr. Brooks.
3: You ever see that Came one? Came out in
6: two, 2007. Good stuff, Michael. We appreciate it. I don't think I've I seen Mr. Brooks. I don't Mr. think Brooks. I've seen this one either. Kevin Costner and Demi uh, Moore. Earl
3: Brooks has a secret. Beneath his family man facade, Lurks a murderous alter ego named Marshall. Marshall Brooks.
6: I like this addition to a yeah. Tri
3: Days. Hugh reads the description of the movie for us. Brooks, he Marshall Brooks struggles with his addiction to killing, but Marshall enjoys his grisly hobby too much to let go. Finally, Brooks resolves to commit to he resolves to commit one final murder, but a voyeur sees him. Dame Cook witnesses it all. Yeah, that's
6: Is that your movie voiceover?
3: Yeah, uh, voice? that was a horrible voiceover. We should get you to, to lay down
11: a, like a trailer. Yeah. You know, it, you know it, what? What if we did help? a
3: trailer for each team's season and Hugh voices I, it? it does, you know what? It, it doesn't help that I'm blind and I don't have my glasses on. As you see me looking, I'm trying to – I'm doing my dad used to do. You pull it back so you can see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing that. You need yeah. those librarian glasses. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it. it doesn't help that I'm blind, so yeah. But
6: I, I yeah. just – did you purposely do the voice or did it just come natural with no, the No, this is how you do it.
3: Like when I read, it's like a, almost like I'm doing a dramatic read. You remember that? Like in a world yes. filled with <laughs> yeah. hatred. In a world yeah. filled with, yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of,
6: yeah. All right, movie trailers are next. We're going to get to that. Derek and Paoli. What's up, Derek? How you doing, guys? What's Derek, going, guys. Derek, what's man? up, buddy?
10: You, you know what, though? I, I mean, like when y'all saying Slay, he's calling out the fan base. I feel like Slay clearly said it's always the same guy who's probably a season ticket holder that's back there that he's, you know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like the Philly stigma of, like, this is a blue-collar town, those people that sitting down there in them $2,000 seats, they ain't nothing blue-collar about them. You know what I'm saying? And and these fans do overstep their boundaries a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking what he said, like, personal because I'm not one of those fans, you know what I'm saying? But fans do overstep the boundaries with players, you know, all the time because they don't think that they're human sometimes. Like, they calling out their name and say this and say that. You saw the boy from Buffalo Bills. He was trying
3: to go up in the stands and fight somebody. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I, and I totally agree. Sometimes people take it too far. No question about yeah. that. But you can't stop people from from saying stuff about you. That's my point. Nah, like, as long, you know long as you don't put your hands on me, you can say what you want to say. Don't put your hands yeah. on me. The reason why I don't take those like those podcasts to me personal because like
10: that that's just the that's just the new thing now. All these guys are trying to prepare yourself for life after football and basketball. So it was just like to me it was like two or three brothers sitting around, like having a conversation that could be aired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but and, but I
3: but I, but Derek, I look at it like this. Now now we all work these jobs. Now, would you sit around like I would never go anywhere on a podcast. Say if I go back to Atlanta. And I'm I'm say I'm at the radio station down in Atlanta and they ask me about Joe and Kyle. And I say, Well, yeah, you know, I really don't like Joe too much. And and there's some repercussion for me saying that. You you get what I'm going where I'm going with this? Because yeah, I hear what, you're what he's doing is like cause all fans aren't like that. And when you hear like when I hear a player say that, man, like immediately I go into like why why is it that your focus is what they're saying about you instead of the task at hand. Like, why are you not focusing on football? Why is that the biggest thing that that's on your mind? Is the fact that you're getting booed by some dude that's probably three sheets to the wind that comes to the game and sits there every week? Why does that bother well, you so much? I'm not. I'm not going to say that it bothers them
10: that much, but if you sit like you can, you can try to block something out. But if it's a constant in your ear and you, you're going to hear it, like I said, I'm not. I'm not taking it personal, mm-hmm. but I do. And, and my overall, I'll, I'm a Philly fan. I like the Sixers. I'll, I'm more into the Phillies than ever. You know, what I mean, I always like the Eagles. And I do think listening to these callers every day when they call in, like hurt sucks, and this person sucks. and B's always hurt. You think Embiid always want to be hurt? You know what I'm saying? No, of like, course MB not. But but he, not, he like, is not always, but he is no, always. But he is always. I hear what you're
3: saying. I get what you're
10: coming like, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, but. And sometimes you can't control that though. Like he's seven two hundred and eighty pounds, plays a wrecking style of basketball. Like none of us know how it is to be seventy two, three hundred pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like to be that coordinated and all that kind of stuff. Like people here would just be like, he's always hurt and he's this and he's that. That's just like, man, like how would you feel if that was you? What you're
6: giving it your all when you're
10: being criticized?
6: Because yeah, it you would get it would stink, process, but it would stink. But right? get, but you know what? At the same time, Derek, when he last year when he had a great season, you got nine out of ten fans banging the table saying, "We got to get him the MVPs. Got to get the MVPs. Better than Jokic. So it goes both ways. Like if you I mean you said nine out of ten, I think it's more like five out of ten. No, Derek, I disagree because I Derek, I I, I, it, I, I, <laughs> I, dis- I when Pete when he's doing, people want a rival. Derek, her. All right, Derek give up. us a movie. Give me a movie. You got. Uh, you know what? Since you're
10: talking about fans, I'm going to go back in the day. Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes, The Fan. Gr- gr- Derek, right that there. is a
6: great movie. That's a banger. It is a weird movie. Derek, it's a good phone call. It, the Fan is a weird movie, but it is good. Um, De Niro plays that. I forget what was his name, Jimmy something, or uh, I'm trying to get guy, the guy's name in the movie.
3: Yeah, because uh, Wesley's the baseball player, right? Yeah,
6: and he's basically it's a spoof on Barry Bonds, right? He got the earring on. He signed with the Giants, the big the big free agent sign He's he's supposed to be Barry Bonds. Is that what it is? Yeah, because around the same time Bonds went and signed there for the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. And if you see, if you look at Wesley Snipes during the movie, he's got the earring. That remember Bonds used to wear that earring? Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, but they don't call him Bonds. I forget. The, I'm trying to remember the name of of uh, De Niro's character. That's a it's a weird movie, but it's a good one. 215, 592, That's how you hop aboard. Is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes? It feels to me like some of these guys think that. I-, I don't think so. Your movie recommendations on a try day, something you think we haven't seen before. And there's a big myth going on around Kyle Schwarber and the leadoff debate. I'm going to debunk it here. I mean, this myth's gone too far. And could we be getting a glimpse of today of the Phillies' opening day lineup? We'll let you know about that. 215-592-9494, midday show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
3: ESPN Bet is now live in Pennsylvania as the official sportsbook bet. A sportsbook of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, Cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Oh, what a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back. It
6: is the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. Coming up one hour from now... Our buddy Paul Jolivitz, Jolly's going to join the show. Jolly, Jolly took some exception to my uh, thought yesterday. The Eagles should give uh, Jason Kelsey a deadline. Blasphemy. Let's uh, go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Twelve thirty. Jolly joins the show. Excited to talk to Paul. We haven't, haven't. I haven't seen Jolly in a while. Obviously, we ha- I don't think we've ever had him on the show. We've, seen, you know, he's around here once in a while. We'll see him, but I haven't seen Jolly in a while. Let alone uh, have him on the show.
11: He has uh, recently dropped a take on the uh, Darius Slay and, and athletes. So he, so he's situation. up to
6: date here. What's going he's on? He's up to date. Yeah. All right, we're soft. That's that's what I've determined about this city right now. We're you know soft. I, that, this one I can't argue with them. Well, the players at least, not yes. maybe not the city itself. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. All right, we'll get to Jolly coming up and a big potential free agent the Eagles could be reuniting with. We'll get to that as well. But I, I have to debunk a myth here. So I've heard Howard say this. And I'm—he's not the only one, but you know, part of Howard's whole thing with the idea that you you got to get Kyle Struber out at the leadoff spot is that he clogs the bases. Okay, he clogs the bases, so I guess that yeah, means I think I've
3: heard that one too. Trey Turner can't he's run, slow. yeah, yeah and he's all slow. that stuff. They got to run. Around. They're like he's too slow.
6: So we had our research team here, uh, Mike Ansleda. crack research yes. team. Yes, Mike Ansleda dove last year into the number of times that Trey Turner got up with Kyle Schwarber on first or second base. OK, so the idea like those would be the times potentially that Schwerber could clog the bases. Right. Turner can't stretch a you know single into a double because, you know, it's only one extra base for Schwerber, any of that kind of stuff. And we went through it. And you know how many times of those 16 that the bases were actually clogged, that Turner couldn't take an extra base or couldn't run of the 16. So 16 times the entire season, there was a quote unquote clog the bases kind of thing where Schwerber could have. Clog them for Trey Turner. How many times, you out of those sixteen times, it actually happened that way? None. Zero. Z e r o. Z e Z-E- uh, jolly. You. I mean, you. I'll take the words from you. Zero. Okay. Uh, here it was what happened on some of those at bats. Uh, ground ball through the left side. Schwerber took an extra base. Turner uh, out getting greedy. Schwarber took two extra bases. Single. Schwerber could have taken third, but the Phillies were up seven. Uh, Turner could have gotten three on a triple. Schwerber got to third, okay? Schwerber took the extra base. Soft ground ball. Ground ball landed right in front of the outfielder. No, no. I mean, all these, you go through them and you watch them, and it didn't happen that way. There's a lot of things that are out there with the Schwerber leadoff thing. I think they're mostly silly. Kyle Schwerber should absolutely be the Phillies' leadoff hitter. They win with it. He's their best option. And by the way, today, Hugh, we may have a sneak peek of the uh, the start of the lineup. Do you see today's lineup? Yeah, he's at the top. He is. So today's lineup in Clearwater, Schwarber leading off at DH, Turner batting second at shortstop, Bryce Harper batting third at first base, and in this iteration, we've got Real Muto hitting fourth. I, I'm not sure what uh, Topper's going to do, four, five, six, how he's going to manage all that. But today, Schwarber, Turner, Harper, one, two, three, I believe that's the way it should be. I believe that's the way it will be. But boy, I saw there was a poll question yesterday. The morning show had it was it was almost split. It was like some people wanted Turner, some people wanted Stott, some people wanted Schwarber
3: at the leadoff. Yep. But for, I've been doing a little research on this, and and the one thing that that he does, he puts pressure on 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 the defense immediately. And when you turn your order over, it's a good chance that you have some guys on base, and you have a guy who who is either hitting a home run or getting walked. Yep. Be, and guys are in position to score, so that's why you have him there.
6: Uh, and, and Topper has said this before. It's instant. You said pressure on the opposing pitcher. Like yeah, the instant pi- pressure. The pitcher cannot get into the game and just ease in because you got a guy that could hit a home run like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. And and you know, I know for a lot of people, the the batting average is like one ninety seven. Yes, but that OPS though, man, that that is bananas. It's like eight seventeen. He's life. I think his career is like eight thirty two.
6: And and the idea is to get on base, right? That's how you start the game. And I I. I think it's two years now of evidence. When he's the leadoff hitter, they win. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. So we put that myth. It's it's gone, right? This idea that he clogs the bases. No, baloney. If you hear that, it is baloney. He doesn't clog the bases. It, there's no evidence to this. And the reality is, they win when he's the leadoff hitter. He's leading off today down in Clearwater. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's get back to the phone lines here. You can react to the Schwarber thing, and of course. Your thoughts on if we as a fan base, the city of Philadelphia is too hard on the athletes, certainly feels like some of these guys think we are. And we need a good movie recommendation for Tri-Day. Will in the Northeast. Northeast. Hey, Will. Hey, how y'all gentlemen doing today? Good, Will. What's up?
10: It's a great Friday, man. Beautiful out here, you know. But um, with this uh, supposed to be big play slay, that used to be his name. I don't know who he is now. You know, because you can't take shot at Philly fans because uh, when you sign that contract, that's for anybody that come over here. I'm going to keep it real with it. Any player that decides to sign any type of deal, you know, with Philly, any type of sports with Philly, you got to understand we are a totally different breed of people. But one thing I can say, we'll tear you down, but guess what? Well, we love you. We love you wherever you go. We the only we the only team. I mean, we are the only city that everywhere our team go, you will see Philly fans in the stadium anywhere worldwide.
6: Well, so, well, well. When we have the the fans of Philly trips, I, I saw that uh, Elliot uh, put a post up that we're having one, obviously for the Brazil game. Like there, there will be a ton well, of people in Brazil. Fun. You want to go but on that one, Hugh?
3: I wouldn't mind going oh, to Brazil. It's
6: a fun one. Yeah, give me a couple but, days. Um,
10: I, but I just wanted to say, um, you know, um, I like Slade. But, you know, with this podcast and all these guys, just like we keep saying, you know, y'all guys coming on, you know, spilling beans and saying different things, you know, if, you, if you're going to dish it, out, be able to take it because Philly fans is going to give it back to you. And whether you like it or not, we're going to give it back even harder. But the thing to stop us from talking, do your job. Play the game. Focus on the game. You know what I'm saying? Start shutting people down again, right? I haven't seen you shut anybody down lately, so focus on that. You know what I'm saying? But, but you know, Philly fans, we love our players. We love our teams. We die hard, man. And we go anywhere into hell and high waters wherever our team is is going. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they got to stop talking about our fan base, man. We're the toughest, baddest city there is. Everybody want to be like us, and I'm keeping it a thing. Wherever Philly – anybody in Philly else to go – they know we're Philadelphia uh, people, man. There's no so question,
6: what? Will. There's no question about that. Will, give us a movie we should check out.
10: Um, I got I got a good one. You know, when Denzel did, you know, a bad character because everybody was used to him doing good characters, Robin Williams, uh, one-hour photo.
3: You, yeah, that was a pretty good one. That I mean, he, was was, a, he was a killer. Zero yeah, killers.
6: that was a di- – really? well, I I saw that one, but it's been, uh, been a long time. I think I only saw it once. Will, good phone call. That was a – to use a word you like to use, you that movie was different.
3: Yeah, it was. He, and that was a was, different role for him. It was a dark, dark, dark role for him. Really, really dark.
6: And role for him. I can't think of any Robin ever did that were like that. I mean, he's always the he's, he's the comedic the, uh, relief, upbeat, lighthearted yeah.
3: kind of stuff. Yeah, that was that was a dark one. Yeah, um, and you know,
6: just as Will was t- you know making his point there, it does make me wonder, as time goes on, if these teams have to more and more think about like, can the guy handle this city? Like, I go back to Harper Machado. Remember we discussed that the other day, that decision? Mm -hmm. Like, they're not that different as players, right? They're both great players. And I'm not saying Machado couldn't handle it. I don't know if he would have handled it quite the way Bryce has. Like, that's got to be part of the way these teams
3: think. Can the guy handle all that comes with playing here? I I will tell you that during the the time that when I was getting drafted, I remember talking to an Atlanta scout and him talking about how I would love the city of Atlanta. So that is something that is – taken into consideration. Like does it mesh the yes. player and the yes. city? Yeah. I think you have to look at that man because this is a tough place to play. And we've seen that. Who was it? Uh Orlando Scandji when he got here. <laughs> he he had a rough one. He was only here for three weeks. Yeah, he had a rough one. And it was one. not it was, easy. It was it was a rough three weeks. Like you have to be able to mess with mesh with the city and you you the one thing that I've learned about Philadelphia when I first got here is that you got to be able to like get your chops bust. Like a lot of times you get the chops bust and people that's how that's how they endear themselves to you because they bust your chops you bust the chops back and then everything else is cool so you got to be able to take it and it's part this whole thing is part of
6: why i I think Jalen hurts will be able to, to rise Miles above back. this yeah. yeah because i I don't think whether he pays attention I don't think he pays as much attention as the other guys I think he's he has found a and I don't know this, but it's just my guess. I think he's found a balance. What is he called? Social media rap poison? He doesn't strike me as someone that's going to pay attention to everything everyone is saying about him, especially now off of a down year. I I think he's able to block the noise out. you you got to do that. Like You mentioned earlier the fact that Slay and Steven Nelson are talking about literally verbatim what they were hearing from people in the front row it like why why are you paying attention
3: to that stuff yeah that that to me blows my mind and I know that and then on top of that to come back and say you have nothing bad to say about anybody what is your definition of saying bad that's what I would ask because it feels like you do a whole lot of throwing rocks and hiding hands as far as as uh you know when you you talk about certain things what I mean by that is Joe you'll say something negative about somebody and then you'll Pretend like you didn't say nothing at all. Yeah. It's called Thor rocks and high hand. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do
6: that. Well, especially when you have something like you know a podcast, it lives forever. It's not yeah. just like you said it in passing
3: to one person. And, and the, the disturbing thing, I would say, about Darius Slay and, and some of the things that he does is that he's had on more than one occasion where it just feels like he does not know, he does not read the room. Like, you know, you got to be tactful. And I understand that, you know, you have a podcast you're trying to do and you want to be, you want to draw eyes to your podcast, but there's a better way of going about that than the way that you're doing it. Because I think that what you're, what you're not realizing is that if you want to be in this space, the one thing you have to be is consistent and you're not that yet. Cause you will say one thing one day, and then you'll back off of it real quick. So you, you have to be consistent and you haven't found that, that happy media for you yet. And the thing that strikes me about,
6: you know, you're talking about consistency or saying the right thing or striking the right note. I mean, he's done this multiple times. A year ago is when he talked about how well his him and the D-backs played in the Super Bowl. Like, dude, you lost. Mahomes did what one incompletion the whole second half of the game. Like, again, read the room. Jeff's in Philly. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, Jeff. What's on your mind today?
0: Um, so... I want to talk about uh Schwarber, and I agree with you Joe 100%. I think he should stay off in the lead off spot. Um I mean think about it. how far we made it in the past 2 years and it I don't think we all look cold at the same time in that spot not to mention Kimbrell and Thompson and his decisions. So, I I just I just don't understand why you would want to move him and put Turner Turner in his place. Like all these guys are swinging for defenses nowadays anyway, so it's like I don't really see that much of a difference of anybody you'd put in a spot. You know,
6: I don't either. And, and the formulas worked for them. Like you mentioned, when they moved him to the leadoff spot, I think it was June 2nd last year, they, they played at like a 99 win pace the rest of the season. They were a great team. It's, it's weird to me that we want to mess with success two years in a row. He's been the leadoff hitter for a team, you know, that came this close Jeff to win in a world series. And it's like, people just want to change it for some reason. Exactly. And I, I could be wrong but
0: in one game in the playoffs I, I don't know if it was a leadoff home run that he hit immediate like at the beginning of the game but it just I felt like it just set the tempo like when you do that to a pitcher like at the first pitch first batter that rattles him
13: for the rest of the game
0: oh
6: like, I agree good. with you I think it was it may have been this uh, I think it was his second at bat maybe of the Arizona game in game one or okay. two last year yeah but it was yeah, early it might,
0: yeah it was yeah early early regardless you know what I mean yeah, and it gets so, it
6: gets every it, it takes especially if it's at home. I mean, the crowd just goes bananas when it happens. You're, Jeff, it's like it's my favorite debate that doesn't seem to ever go away. Is is who should it lead off? But I, I think it right. should be short. But Jeff, what movie should we check out?
0: All right, so I don't know. I wasn't listening for a whole long, so I don't know if anybody ever saw it. But have you guys ever heard of or seen the drop? The uh, drop. I haven't. The Who's drop. In it? It's a. Uh, it's uh, James Gandolfini and Tom Hardy. I actually think it's uh, James Gandolfini's last movie before he died. It's like oh, wow. James James Gandolfini owns a bar and people come by and drop off bookie bet slips and money that okay. they're owed to organized crimes around the area. And it's a fucking oh, my
3: about a good movie.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, uh, Jeff, it's all right, buddy. Got <laughs> we got an eight and nine on the tomatoes. tomatoes.
3: I might check that one out.
6: Yeah, you know what? Once in a while, when, when someone uh, gets a little too emotional, usually they're angry. That Jeff was just excited. And no, got
3: emotional. he's a, yeah, that like. For him doing what he just did, that might that make me want to check it out.
6: how excited it was? Ninety four WIP
11: Uh-oh. breaking news.
6: We got build up the Eagles
11: have released safety Kevin Byers.
6: Oh, right.
11: who knew that was we knew that yeah, was. Yeah, but
6: you know what? But I'm I'm not upset. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Probably just saved a bunch of money doing it. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. twelve or fourteen on the cap.
11: Yeah, I think yeah. Right about there. I think Elliot laid it out not too long ago, but yeah, I, you know, sorry to startle everybody. Well, a move that we probably anticipated, but I didn't. I guess expect it to come
3: in today. No,
6: and it was—it's a breaking news. It just happened. They, all right, they, so they Kevin Bayard released
3: film. They breaking down that film. Getting rid of some. Probably gonna be a lot more
6: people. You think it. they asked him to do the scouting report on himself before they uh, they said we're you're out? Probably.
3: <laughs> what were you doing on this play? I don't know. All right, then hit
6: the door. You know what this one was—the the, the Byard thing here, Hugh. You never hear that. Yeah, I mean we all know the
3: phrase "too good to be true." Remember
6: yeah. when they made that trade from, and they didn't give up much. And we were excited, right? Because Bayard was a good player years ago with and, the Titans. And they were
3: getting ready to play the Chiefs and we were yeah. talking about like the, the matchup with him and Kelsey. And Kelsey and Kelsey we talked about on his podcast.
6: Yeah, I always this it's probably a good exercise, like, in the future. If you if the Eagles or Phillies or Sixers or Flyers get a, a perceived really good player for almost nothing, you have to like why mm-hmm. like why would the titans give him to the eagles for very little buyer beware type situation and it was obvious that he wasn't the player he used to be when he was with Tennessee so considering the money they could save here on the cap a, a no-brainer good move by the eagles and um and look now they could use that money when free agency opens here uh, moving up in in, in a couple weeks 2155929490 for kevin byard released by the eagles it's not a surprise and it's um it's one i think that they had to do. I mean, the cap savings. I think it was
3: it was either twelve or fourteen million. Well, yeah, give him a chance to find it. You know, catch on with somebody else. Sure. You know, I mean, you get 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 cut early. This is probably a blessing in disguise for him. Give him a chance to catch on with another team.
6: Yeah, because if you're, I, I believe the rule is here. If you're released now, you don't have to wait till free agency. No, nah, you, you can, can just go. Time. Yeah. Yeah, good. You know, good for him. I, it was a fit that wasn't gonna work. It reminded me a little bit of the. Um, Golden Tate trade they made in 2018 mm-hmm. where they tried to add a player who was probably not what he used to be. And we thought they were getting a steal and didn't really do much here. And then, you know, he moved on to, uh, to a different place after that. Tom is in Abington. Hey,
3: Tom.
19: Yo fellas. How we doing this show? Hey Tom. Down? How you doing, man? All right, that might be the least surprising breaking news I've ever heard on the whip.
3: I, I
6: agree. It's like, wait, oh, yeah, th- that that was expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, Crybaby Slay is at it again, huh? This is what he does. He says things, and then he gets frustrated when people react to what he says. You know what he said that really irked me?
19: Like, Like, he took it to a whole new level. He said, even when I have a good play, they boo me.
6: And that's did not pick true. Up on that? It's yeah, I, I did, and it's not that. That's that's to me what's frustrating. Like that's a complete exaggeration. He gets cheered when he makes good plays. Of course he does.
19: Now, I would argue, uh, and I think you have the same stance, Joe, uh, that our fan base has gotten softer—not soft, but softer—in the past thirty years. The problem is. The modern athlete has gotten even more
3: soft than this fan base.
6: Yeah, it's like the soft ratio. It's not it's not equaling out maybe the way it needs to be there. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right.
3: It's a ratio. It's a soft I ratio. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah.
19: And you. and there's two guys in particular that I would love to hear their opinion on this subject. The first being Alec Boone, because we all remember I bleep and hate this place. Mm-hmm. Um and then, of course, I would love to hear from Trey Turner. I mean, Thanks to John Fritz. I mean, we gave that guy a standing out when he was sucking. So, Tom, how it, are we too hard on? I agree. Our players?
6: And look, both of those guys. I think it's it's more about them than us. Like, if you just get back to work and figure it out, people will love you. Like, no one dislikes Alec Bohm, right? Like, just because no. he said that, because he bounced back and he's you know he's a decent player now. And, and obviously, and Trey went crazy. Yeah, and he was a man. He took ownership of it.
19: Yeah, I, I mean, I, he'll be loved forever for that. So, Slay cry baby you need to take a page out of albert bones book tom what movie should we check out all right you guys both have netflix yes okay so you gotta watch the movie called the menu with ray fines and it's got that red-headed actor from the chess uh the chess show it is fantastic
6: oh the woman from queen's gambit yep so then what is it about what's the menu about uh
19: well, uh, oddly enough, it's about a restaurant. <laughs> I figured. And uh, what's on the menu is going to surprise you. Let's put it. That okay. way. I think I,
3: I think I saw the trailer for this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little. It's a little. Uh, it's fantastic. It's little dark. Okay.
6: Dark. I, all right, Tom. I'm in, man. We appreciate it. It's a little the, dark. The menu. We've got a couple dark ones.
3: Yeah.
6: The I, menu. I, I don't
3: mind. I don't mind the dark movies. Uh,
6: by the way, so the Bayard release clears over thirteen million dollars. That's cash Kelsey's base. money. It very well may be. Yeah. That's a Kelsey's good
3: point. So we almost... still, we're still in a good spot. We could pay, pay, uh, pay Hassan Reddick. I was about to say Slay, but I meant Hassan Reddick. We already paid Slay. Yeah, yeah. we already
6: paid Slay. Well, I mean, Hugh, to, to the point of Slay, if they release some of these guys, they'll take a cap hit. So you need cap room to take a cap hit. Yes. It just gives them more flexibility. And yeah. I think we all saw it last year. Bayard wasn't going to be a starter moving forward here. How many safeties do we need here? One or two? Three. <laughs> we need three new ones?
3: Oh, you're talking about new ones. Yeah, it's okay. like new. I
6: mean, like this off season. Who, how who many we safeties?
3: Who, who's considered? Like we got, we got a, a And Sidney Brown so Sidney got Brown injured is, in the last is, he's game. He's little though, right? Well, but he's, he gets also injured. Yeah. Well, he's a safety. Is he, it, would, would, would he be? Because I kind of look at him like a slot. Would you think? He I play think play slot? A, I think he's a safety. Okay. I mean, maybe he's he could like, play the, the slot too. Okay, well, you're going to need okay three because, you know, he's coming off an injury. So you're probably gonna need. So two you want to
6: import three
3: safeties? Yeah, I want to. I want some competition at that position. Yeah, I, I think you need at least two,
6: right? Yeah, at least two. I would say three. Because Blankenship's the only one right now that's healthy and good to go to start
3: next. Yeah, season. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Reed would be a starter in my defense if I could upgrade. Like all of these are predicated on upgrades. That's why I say three, Joe, because I probably get two. You know, trying to see because Sidney's a little small and he's hurt. Yeah, well, that too. He's a little small. I, I would by me just and this is me just not looking at the roster, just thinking about what I would like to have in my secondary. I want some bigger corners. I want a little bit bigger corners. I, I would probably say maybe six one, six two, uh can run physical, like definitely blind two line two more linebackers. Maybe I can play with one of the maybe maybe Nicobe Dean can be a guy that I could actually play with, but I want I want some linebackers, bigger linebackers, and I want some I want some thumpers as safety. I want some interchangeable parts. I want some guys that if I have to put them down in the box or if I have to make them, you know, run up the seam or whatever, cover tight end, they can actually do that and be physical about it. Yeah,
6: I, the Eagles don't typically pay a lot for safety,
3: but I wonder if this is going to. be I need some people that don't touch some folks. I want some touchers. I want some people that are gonna put hands on somebody in the secondary. Elicit hands. You know what I mean? Can we have someone that can tackle too? Tackling well, well, would be nice. Well, you know, well, touching folks and putting hands—it goes them together. Kind of goes okay. like that's that's kind of in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. I like how we're setting the bar so low. Can we have someone that can touch someone and tackle? No, but I'm saying I need some touchers. I need some people that's gonna touch somebody. Reach out and touch. Put hands on some food. I out guess here. Kevin
6: Bayard didn't fit that description. No, he did not fit well, that description. Not for the money they had to pay him if he, if he stayed around. So Bayard out. Eagles save over 13 million on the cap. All right. 215 592 9494. out. I've got a name for you where they should spend it. I, I've got a name of a player I want to play safety for the Eagles next season. We'll hit you with that next. 215 592 9494. And it sounds like, at least uh, according to someone in, in the know, it could be a possibility. We'll hit that next. All your phone calls on the idea that, is this city, is this fan base, are we here too hard on the athletes in town? Darius Slay, uh, former Eagle Stephen Nelson, were on that train the other day on the podcast. I-, I think it's all ridiculous. I don't think this town is too hard on its athletes at all. 215-592-9494. Lot to hit. Jolly joins the show. Our buddy Paul Jolovitz joins us at 1230 to debate me on the whole Kelsey deadline thing. It's all coming up. Your phone calls. It's the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let's talk my friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers. Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players, teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel options. This visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Take. Garbage. Yeah, that's what he thought. So Jolly joins us at twelve thirty today. Of course, it is a try day. Hugh and I looking for a movie. To watch this week, it's some good ones so far, including uh, an oldie but a goodie, Fletch, was just uh, suggested to us. I haven't seen Fletch in quite some time.
3: Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be like old movies. It could be like current movies. Sure. Or movies that are still in the, in the movie theater.
6: Something new that just kind of came out on streaming. Yeah, whatever. Yeah,
3: yeah. because I'm, I'm thinking about going to the movies, but there's one problem. I don't like going to the movies by myself. Man. How come? Because I just feel like I'm a lane. Like, you know, when you go to the movies, it, you're, it's like like a... Like a date, kind of get-to-know-somebody type deal. But you, you know what I mean? But you watch movies at home alone. Yeah, but it's different because, I, you know, it's your home. But actually, when you go out, you want to share a, a bucket of popcorn with somebody and Potentially, maybe go out to dinner after? So,
6: to be fair to you, I've, I've never actually gone to the movies by myself, but I, I don't have anything against it. I just have never Because you ain't
3: it. never done it before, because you don't feel lame. Like, I've gone I would to the feel like a loser. I don't, it's elite.
6: It, I don't think it's a big deal.
3: It's the, like, first of
11: all, I'm not going to the movies to socialize with somebody. I'm going there to watch a movie. Well, so, like, I'm not even speaking to the person next to me if
3: I'm there. Well, like, it's just kind of. there just, for their presence. You know what I mean? It's just like. It, it, I guess because I'm in that you know that 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 rare area where you know ain't got a whole lot going on <laughs> like you know in, in that area, so it just feels well. Some feels, of us just don't just care what weird. others think of 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 you. Now I some do care like, about now it, that yeah. I do care about because I just feel like somebody would be like damn, dog, you couldn't get somebody to come. To All
6: right, <laughs> let me ask you this: <laughs> Would you rather? And I'm not talking about like a quick bite to eat. Would you rather go to dinner by yourself at a night? Not a like a, again. Not a quick food place. Would you mm-hmm. rather go to dinner? Like say br-
3: if say one of the nice little uh steaks. Yeah, steak places yeah, you, you the, got the wrong.
6: You get what I'm saying. So like a nicer restaurant. Would you rather go to dinner by yourself or the movies by yourself? I'd rather go to the movies by myself than go to a nice restaurant alone.
3: Yeah, least, if between the two, I'd rather go to the to the movies
6: because at least so. the lights are out. what's yeah, no talking dinner, anyway, yeah. If you go to
3: dinner by yourself, you're like, boy, this guy's really a loser. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like <laughs> everyone's
6: got to eat, but you just you get takeout or you go to
3: like a fast. See, it all depends, though. If you're sitting at a, a booth by yourself, then you really look bad. The bar is different. The bar, yeah, if you're sitting at the bar, it's something totally different.
6: Yeah, that is, that is different. All right, 215-592-9494. We opened today with the Darius Slay comments uh, yesterday. Can we hear Slay again? This is Slay with Stephen Nelson on the Corner Suite podcast. It sounds like Darius Slay... And, and Nelson, who's a player for a year, thinks maybe we're a little too hard on athletes around here.
7: Hey, bro, I learned quick. I said, oh, yeah, I got to get out of here. It's not good for my mental health.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: go ahead. <laughs> hey, I'm stressed out. I'll, and I'll stress you out, boy.
1: I'm stressed out. I'm
8: talking about because I ain't going to lie. These probably the only fans that ever got to me before. They That's just, what I'm it's saying. Just, they, hey, I'm, not, and, I'm not used to not that, It's not going to be just somebody new all the time. It's yeah. going to be the same one. Yes. And he try, and he go hit you about 30 times. They're going to sit in the back. Of your
7: the bitch, I do, and they own your ass every but, play. But big dog, he's I, terrible. What the is he doing? You gotta hear that every play, even if you make a good play. I used to be like, it got to a point where like, and I don't get it twisted. I ain't, I'm not no scrub by any means. Okay, but like yeah, I just hard on myself. Yeah. yeah, so like it got to a point where like I'm playing. For I'm playing against the fans type. Of I, ain't I ain't even focused. I have a third down stop. I'm talking <laughs> the to,
9: the to the fans. I'm, I'm coming outside talking, not even the opposing team.
7: Ain't
9: it? Y'all the the like,
12: talking talk about. Yeah.
3: yeah every time. Play for, what? <laughs> but it's a sad thing for for you to get taken out of your game that quickly. Like I like, I can remember everything else that I that I used to do in the huddle. I used to be in the huddle with Hollis looking in the stands at the women. In the stands, I remember that, and, and I'd be like, "Yo, Hollis, you see someone?" And he would look at me like, "What the hell's wrong?" With-? I I never got like I don't ever recall. I know they did because we were bad, like I said, my first year. But I don't I don't ever recall hearing a fan specifically boo me like that to the point where it took me out of out of what was going on during the course of the game. Like I I, I don't I don't well, recall. Well, you could
6: that. Com- you compartmentalized it. You 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 were able to focus. I, I, obviously, some guys can't do that. And I, look. It's fine, it's even you Gotta awesome. be
3: real, super sensitive.
6: I I think that's part of the issue to, here. To
3: recall that, like I, I would think, I you know, not saying that I'm you know I'm I'm impervious to all this other stuff, and you know I got my feelings hurt before, but I don't recall it being to that to that level where you know I get on a pot. Well, they didn't have podcasts back then, but still, you get where I'm going with this.
6: I do get it. And here's what I think. I think we're not too hard on these guys. And in fact, if, if this question was raised thirty years ago, I may have had a different answer. Things have changed. I, I I view most fans today as very pro player, very positive, wanting to see the silver lining in things. I don't I don't think it's like, oh, angry all the time. I don't feel that. Two one five, five nine two, ninety-four ninety four. Is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes? I we don't believe so. Obviously, some of these guys do. Terrence in Springfield is up. Hey Terrence! Yo, Joe, Kyle, what's up? What's up? Hey, Terrence, what up, man? what's up, buddy?
17: Man, these players are absolutely soft. Not not soft. It's S A W F T soft.
6: Oh, soft with the A. They it's a different soft. way of saying. It. I got you.
17: Like back in the day, eighties, nineties, before technology, we had these players playing with uh, broken ankles, taping it up. Uh, oh, now, boy. now you get a cold. You get a cold or something. And, and you're ready. You're ready to to call off a game. They're getting time management. This day's technology. You know these players are t- are too soft. You got players in the locker room. I think Mark Cuban's whole team. They all got Xboxes. Like they're soft. Like g- give me a break. Like we complain. They can complain about everything. They're gonna pay millions of dollars to, to play a kid's game. So like for for slate to say that Philadelphia, we'll love you. But how you perform on the field, that, that, or on the basketball court? That's that's what we love.
6: And if you, know, you and and when you perform, you are adored. I mean, it's not like it's not halfway either. When you when when players are great here, Terrence, they are loved. They're they're be loved. and you can't come here and give a half-ass performance,
17: Darius Slay, to get on there and say that man. There, uh, you can't tell me there were other cities that he didn't go to that they they didn't talk 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 trash to him when he didn't perform.
6: He didn't play not Detroit, he is.
17: Yeah, but he did, he did he say played,
6: it's the only fans that ever got to him, which I would think includes road fans. I mean, that's that's and, wild to me. And you, you could attest
17: to this. When you go out there and you give your 100% all, the fans of Philadelphia, aren't we behind you?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, that, there's not a, no doubt in my mind that that's, yeah, definitely. So,
17: so these guys, they're soft. Let me give a little, a little a phrase like what Tobias said. They're soft like crumble cookies. <laughs> It always comes back.
6: Always comes back to the crumble cookie. Terrence, give us a movie we should check out.
17: I don't know if you guys saw this, man, but I feel like this is a pretty good movie. I saw it a couple of years ago.
6: Prometheus. Oh, I Prometheus see
3: Prometheus. Prometheus was that a good one. movie. You saw Hugh? Yes. I oh. did see Prometheus. All right. That's one of those ones I can watch again, though. Yeah. I can definitely yeah. watch All right, again. All right, we'll check
6: that one
11: out. Terrence, man, good phone call there. I'm gathering that he was much more of a cultured movie guy than you, Joe. I think this so. This is probably
3: going to be more, like, people Dude, giving I, you recognize. So I, I had I a run. A lot of weird, I watch a lot of weird movies. I think we've already established that. Oh, yeah, that. we know. And the Tubi oh, stuff. Tubi.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I would say before kids, I watched more movies. I just, like, now I don't have as much time uh, with my kids being young. And so, I, I yeah, I, I would imagine the last... Eight to 10 years, Hugh is wasting way more movies than I have. It's just, it just I, that's my guess. Um, all right. So we have a tweet here from Darius Slay, Hugh. I'm not sure if he's uh, tuning in or he's obviously hearing from people because that clip of the podcast we played, that's you know out mm-hmm. there on social media. So he's probably hearing from people. This is a uh, a tweet from Slay about an hour ago. Uh, I don't know where all the negativity coming from. I love, and, I love and appreciate all fans of the sport, especially from the two cities I played in. I will never have nothing negative to say about Detroit or Philly. The only thing negative I could say is both cities get too damn cold for me. So emojis in there. Love you. So Slay's trying to diffuse. Um, yeah, look, I'm sure people are annoyed. I'm not annoyed at Slay. not I don't, he, seriously, he can say whatever he wants. I just don't get it. Like I I don't. I think they, the current athlete is misreading this compared to the way it used to be. That's
3: the way I view it. I don't understand why he would come out and say that after. I mean, what do you think? People don't watch the podcast? Well, that's my favorite thing. What are you reacting to? Well, the, the content you put out there. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of weird. Which, you know, hey, if that's how you choose to handle it, that's fine. But when you say stuff like that, it makes people tend to believe that you don't like the fact that is, you feel like regardless of what you do, it's kind of negative. That's kind of what I, am I wrong for reading it that way? It's confusing, right? You say yes.
6: something and then people react. You can't get mad at the reaction.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's wishy-washy a little bit.
6: Well, it's like he's trying to walk it back a little bit. Yeah. Like he, he said, I have nothing negative to say about Detroit or Philadelphia, but, but he kind of did. Well, say he it. also said they're the only fans that have ever gotten to me. He said that. Those are his words. I, I just think. I, I, it flabbergasts me. It really confuses me that these guys think we're hard on them. I, I don't. Flummoxed. We're flummoxed. We are flummoxed. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Gerald in Germantown. What's up, Gerald? Hey guys,
10: how y'all feel? Hey
6: Gerald, what's up?
10: Listen, let me pull my uh, my uh, Hollis Thomas and call y'all to a huddle. House house. Okay. Listen, I I think the fans can go a little overboard. And in 2024, it's a lot of ways that those fans express that through social media. It's okay to boo, to, to voice your frustration when the game is not going the way you want and your team is not performing. That's okay. That's you know that's part of fandom.
5: But it,
10: it goes a little too far nowadays, especially with social media, when you can sit behind your phone and type all kinds of vicious things to these players, and then we say, well, they make millions of dollars. Is that, that makes them less. That don't make them less human.
6: So, Gerald, I agree with you on that, and I do think the social media aspect has, has changed this. It's it's almost like the noise never stops, right? The game ends, right? So those fans go home that maybe were frustrated and booed, but the, but it never ends. And Gerald, I'll, I'll give you a quick personal example. I don't look to see what people say to react to what we say on the show because people on social media tend to be over the top. But like once well, I- in a while, I'll see something negative someone says at me or about me. But I don't make that like all Philadelphia fans. Like, I don't believe that. Like, I, I don't believe every single person feels the way. that I think that's what these athletes do. They think all these fans are against them. It might just be one or two or a hundred idiots.
10: Now, I don't think he meant that the whole Philadelphia fan base, I don't, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is it's some really mean and nasty people right. out here that call themselves fans, and, and I agree. I'm on social media and I see some of the comments. You you know, as a player, if you have a bad game, it's all right to say, you know, that he 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 stunk yeah. But these fans go a little beyond that. They go, they they started making it personal. And that's not right.
6: And I agree yeah. with you on that. That's not right. But I don't think that's just Philadelphia. I think that's just the fans, that, that's I, right?
10: Fans, this fans, period. I'm not just saying yeah. just Philadelphia, but at Philadelphia, we we a little, we we like times two with it. <laughs> like we we a little special, man. Like, we, well, I agree on the
6: special, Gerald. I do, Gerald. that's that's fair. I, the social media stuff does add a layer to it that that probably like it just never ends for them, Gerald.
10: And give then it. the radio, we got a radio station that pops. WIP pop and it's known. You know, we, we like this is a real radio station. It's known throughout the land. And sometimes some of the hosts can take it a little far and create a narrative and make it the topic of the day and have fans calling in on that. And then it gets personal again on that because I'm a listener.
6: Well, so, I will appreciate you listen. I, I tend to not believe that the, any host here makes things personal if we don't I think a player is good. For
10: y'all, man, what what no movie I, you got, Gerald? It's, I don't think neither one of y'all see it because it's probably before y'all's time. Watch it. the thief. The thief with, with James Kahn. It's an old movie. Ooh, that if sounds you good. In the gangster movies. If you're in the gangster movies, you know that that gangster talk. The thief, James Khan. The thief,
6: Gerald. Good phone call there. Nineteen eighty-one. The thief. No, with I've J- never seen that. one. James Kahn's heyday back then. Yeah,
3: he's still with us, ain't he? James Kahn. No, I've I don't told think he you. Is. I've
6: told you guys. I. The you, these cycle, are not
11: things that we should be working out in real time moves over the so air. So
6: fast that you hear, the about, you hear about you hear about someone passing, right. and then a year later you say, "Joe, is that
11: person still with us?" And I don't know. We do not want to be whatever that news outlet was that had Joe Frazier visiting the uh, well the the library. I James Kahn is no not, longer with, yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah,
3: I think because I remember I, I remember that because um, his son Scott is uh, he does television now. It's, Scott Kahn? Uh, yeah, Scott Kahn, yeah. No, I just remember because I was a big James Con. Fan James Con was incredible. Yeah, yeah, we
6: we lost uh, James Con
3: 2022, 2022
6: yeah. yeah, great actor. All right, Gerald with the thief. I like that one. Okay, let's um let's talk to Michael, who's up next on WIP. Hey, Michael.
18: Hey, Joe, Hugh. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy uh, Friday, happy well you, Michael. Yeah. What's up yeah. today? So I wanted to comment about the the harsh, uh, you know, Philly fans and, and and whatnot, right? And I think um, I, I want to link my idea back to, to two things that happened recently. Right. So I think instead of the word harsh, right. I would use the word accountable. I think we're accountable to our athletes. Right. And I link that back to something that AJ Brown said when he joined uh, WIP, what on the uh, 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 last, afternoon show, yeah, last right. Friday, yep, yep. Yep. Right. In that, in his description, there's two things that you pick out from what he said. Right. One of the things that he said was, hey, when you see me on the sideline, and I'm emotional, right? You meet, we immediately think that like I'm up to something no good, right? But essentially what he's doing is he's holding people accountable, right? So he's emotional, right? He's frustrated on the sideline, he's angered on the sideline, right? Because he's trying to hold people accountable. Same with us, right? When we hold people accountable, we express that emotionally through our podcast, through our booing, it's the same thing, right? And also, in that uh, uh, interview that was with them, right, he flat out admitted, right? like players weren't executing, right? So when we see that with our eyeballs, right, we can, we know that, hey, you're not living up to expectations, I'm holding you accountable, and I'm going to boo you, right? Now, I agree with what everyone else says, right? Like, yeah, like like sometimes that goes too far, sometimes that's personal. That's not good, right. But, like, it's not just football that we do this with, right? One of my favorite Philly athletes of all time, I love him to death, right? It, I, I want to model my – I wish I'd played like him, right, is Jimmy Rollins, right? Jimmy Rollins, NL MVP, brought us the World Series. When he goes, you know, we go, right? But guess what? When you don't run the first base, and I know that you can run the first base and make things happen and whatever, I'm going to boo you. You're you're not holding your play accountable to the best of your ability, and I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, and to, my... to
6: Michael, I like that. And to go off your point, like when AJ made his point about you see me on the sideline, I'm emotional. Here's the reason: like he's basically asking us to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a bad teammate. I want to win, so you see my emotion. Well, I think yeah. it works the same way or the other way. Like way. Yes. no no one dislikes these players because no. they're playing bad. We want them to play better. Yes,
18: hundred percent correct.
6: And we think they can. Again, they don't boo nobody. The 2016 Phillies didn't get booed. The 2015 Sixers didn't get booed. We knew they were bad, but when the team's supposed (laughs) to be good, well, then the frustration comes out. Michael, give us a movie we should check out.
18: So I like this movie in particular. Uh, It's a suspense thriller. Uh, It's got some big names to it. Uh, It's called Mr. Brooks. It uh, has Kevin Costner in it, right, which I – I, I tend to like what he does, so Kevin Costner's in it, and then obviously, uh, you know, it's always nice to have a leading lady that's a little nice on the eyes. Demi Moore is in it, right? Uh, so, good suspense thriller, uh, two good actors in there, right, and uh, a little eye
6: candy. So, Mr. Brooks, Mr. Brooks, you ever see that Came one? Came out in two, thousand seven. Good stuff, Michael. We appreciate it. I don't think I, I didn't see. I don't Mr. think Brooks. I've
3: seen this one either.
6: Kevin Costner and uh, business Demi man, Moore. Earl
3: Brooks has a secret beneath his family man facade. Lurks a murderous alter ego named Marshall. Marshall Brooks. I like this addition to a Tri Days. Hugh reads the description of the movie for us. Brooks, he Marshall Brooks struggles with his addiction to killing. But Marshall enjoys his grisly hobby too much to let go. Finally, Brooks resolves to, to commit to he resolves to commit one final murder, but a voyeur sees him. Dame Cook witnesses it all. Yeah, that's
6: Is that your movie voiceover? To yeah, have voice? that was
3: a horrible
11: voiceover. We should get you to to lay down a, like a trailer. Yeah, you know here. what? You know it, what it if we did help? a trailer
3: for each team's season and Hugh voices it? it, it does. You know what? It, it doesn't help that I'm blind and I don't have my glasses. As you see me looking, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm doing my dad used to do. You pull it back so you can see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that. You need so, those yeah. librarian glasses. Yeah, hang I don't, it, I don't, does. it doesn't help that I'm blind. So yeah, but,
6: I, I yeah. just I. Did you purposely do the voice or did it just come natural when no, you the No, this just how you do it.
3: Like when I read, it's like almost like I'm doing a dramatic read. You remember that? Like in a world yes. filled with <laughs> yeah. hatred. In a world yeah. filled with, yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of,
6: yeah. All right, movie trailers are next. We're going to get to that. Derek and Paoli. What's up, Derek? How you doing, guys? What's Derek, going on, Derek, what's man? up, buddy?
10: You, you know what, though? I, I mean, like when y'all saying Slay, he's calling out the fan base. I feel like Slay clearly said it's always the same guy who's probably a season ticket holder that's back there. That he's, you know, what I'm saying. And and I feel like the Philly stigma of like this is a blue collar town. Them people that sitting down there in them two thousand dollar seats, they ain't nothing blue collar about them. You know what I'm saying? And and these fans do overstep their boundaries a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking what he said like personal because I'm not one of those fans. You know what I'm saying? But fans do overstep their boundaries with players, you know, all the time because they don't think that they're human sometimes. Like, they call them out their name and say this and say that. You saw the boy
3: from Buffalo Bills. He was trying to go up in the stands and fight somebody. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I, and I totally agree. Sometimes people take it too far. No question about yeah. that. But you can't stop people from, from saying stuff about you. That's my point. Nah, like, as long, you know long as you don't put your hands on me, you can say what you want to say. Don't put your hands yeah.
10: on me. The
3: reason why I don't take those like those podcasts
10: to me personal because like that that's just the that's just the new thing now. All these guys are trying to prepare themselves for life after football and basketball, so it's just like to me it was like two or three brothers sitting around like having a conversation that could be
3: aired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but and, but I, but I, but Derek, I look at it like this. Now, now we all work these jobs. Now, would you sit around like I would never go anywhere on a podcast? Say if I go back to Atlanta and I'm. I'm, say I'm at the radio station down in Atlanta and they ask me about Joe and Kyle. And I say, well, yeah, you know, I really don't like Joe too much. And and there's some repercussion for me saying that. You you get where I'm going where I'm going with this? Because yeah, I hear what, you're what he's doing is like, cause all fans aren't like that. And when you hear like when I hear a player say that, man, like immediately I go into, like, why why is it that your focus is what they're saying about you instead of the task at hand? Like, why are you not focusing on football? Why is that the biggest thing that, that's on your mind is the fact that you're getting booed by some dude that's probably three sheets to the wind that comes to the game and sits there every week? Why does that bother well, you so much?
10: I'm not, I'm not going to say that it bothers them that much, but if you sit – like, you can, you can try to block something out, but if it's a constant in your ear and you, you're going to hear it, like I said, I'm not, I'm not taking it personal, mm-hmm. but I do. And, and my overall – I'm a Philly fan, I like the Sixers. I'm more into the Phillies than ever. You know what I mean? I always like the Eagles. And I do think, listening to these callers every day when they call in, like, hurt sucks. And this person sucks. And B's always hurt. You think Embiid always want to be hurt? You know what I'm saying? No, of like, course MB not. But, but, he not always, but he is no, always hear, hurt. But he is always I hear what you're saying. I get
3: what you're coming Like, it, like,
10: like But it's sometimes you can't control that, though. Like he's of course. Of course. 280 pounds, plays a wrecking style of basketball, Like, none of us know how it is to be 7'2", 300 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be that coordinated and all that kind of stuff. People here would just be like, he's always hurt and he's this and he's that. That's just like, man, like, how would you feel if that was you? What you giving it your all when you're being criticized because yeah it you would it would stink but
6: it would stink but right? get, but you know what at the same time Derek when he last year when he had a great season you got nine out of ten fans banging the table saying we got to get him the MVPs got to get the MVPs better than Jokic. so it goes both ways like if you I mean you say nine out of ten I think it's more like five out of ten no though. I Derek I, I disagree because I I, I I <laughs> dis- I when Pete when he's doing people want to rival <laughs> right Real Derek quick, give so. us a movie give me a movie you got. Uh, you know what?
10: Since you're talking about fans. I'm gonna go back in the day. Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes, The Fan. It's I, a gr- gr- Derek. Right that there. is
6: a great movie. That's a, that's a, good, that's a banger. banger. It it it, yep. it is a weird movie, Derek. It's a good phone call. It, the Fan is a weird movie, but it is good. Um, De Niro plays that. I forget what was his name, Jimmy something, or uh, I'm trying to remember the, guy, the guy's name in the movie.
3: Yeah, because uh, Wesley's the baseball player, right? Yeah,
6: and he's basically it's a spoof on Barry Bonds, right? He got the earring on. He signed with the Giants, the big the big free agent sign. He's he's supposed to be Barry Bonds. Is that what it is? Yeah, because the, around the same time Bonds went and signed there for the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. And if you see, if you look at Wesley Snipes during the movie, he's got the earring. remember Bonds used to wear that earring? Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, but they don't call him Bonds. I forget. The, I'm trying to remember the name of of uh, De Niro's character. That's a it's a weird movie, but it's a good one. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. Is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes? It feels to me like some of these guys think that. I, I don't think so. Your movie recommendations on a try day, something you think we haven't seen before. And there's a big myth going on around Kyle Schwarber and the leadoff debate. I'm going to debunk it here. I mean, this myth's gone too far. And could we be getting a glimpse of today of the Phillies' opening day lineup? We'll let you know about that. 215-592-9494, midday show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
3: ESPN Bet is now live in Pennsylvania as the official sportsbook bet. A sportsbook of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Oh, what a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
6: Our buddy Paul Jolovich, Jolly's going to join the show. Jolly, Jolly took some exception to my uh, thought yesterday. The Eagles should give uh, Jason Kelsey a deadline. Blasphemy! To, let uh, go? Let's go! Let's go! Yeah, let's go! Twelve thirty. Jolly joins the show. Excited to talk to Paul. We haven't, haven't. I haven't seen Jolly in a while. Obviously, we have, I don't think we've ever had him on the show. We've seen. You know, he's around here once in a while. We'll see him. But I haven't seen Jolly in a while. Let alone uh, have him on the show.
11: He has uh, recently dropped a take on the uh, Darius Slay and, and athletes. So, he, so he's situation. up to
9: date here, what's going he's on. He's up to date. Yeah. All right, we're soft. That's that's what I've determined about this city right now. We're you know
6: soft. I, that, this one I can't argue with him. No, well, the players at least, not yes. maybe not the city itself. All right, 215-592-9494. All right, we'll get to Jolly coming up. And a big potential free agent the Eagles could be reuniting with. We'll get to that as well. But I, I have to debunk a myth here. So I've heard Howard say this. And I'm—he's not the only one, but you know, part of Howard's whole thing with the idea that you you got to get Kyle Struber out of the leadoff spot is that he clogs the bases. Okay, he clogs the bases, so I guess that yeah, means I think I've heard
3: that one too. Trey Turner can run, slow. yeah, yeah and he's all slow. that stuff. They got to run around. They're like he's too slow.
6: So we yeah. had our research team here, uh, Mike our crack research yes. team. Yes, Mike Anslinger dove last year into the number of times that Trey Turner got up with Kyle Schwarber on first or second base. Okay, so the idea like those would be the times potentially that Schwerber could clog the bases, right? Turner can't stretch a you know single into a double because you know it's only one extra base for Schwerber. Any of that kind of stuff, and we went through it, and you know how many times of those sixteen that the bases were actually clogged that Turner couldn't take an extra base or couldn't run of the sixteen. So sixteen times the entire season, there was a quote unquote clog the bases kind of thing where Schwerber could have. Clogged them for Trey Turner. How many times, to you out of those sixteen times, it actually happened that way? None. Zero. Z e r o. Z e. Z-E- uh, Jolly. You. I mean. You. I'll take the words from you. Zero. Okay. Uh, here it was what happened on some of those at bats. Uh, ground ball through the left side. Schwerber took an extra base. Turner uh, out getting greedy. Schwarber took two extra bases. Single. Schwarber could have taken third, but the Phillies were up seven. Uh, Turner could have gotten three on a triple. Schwerber got to third, okay? Schwerber took the extra base. Soft ground ball. Ground ball landed right in front of the outfielder. No, no. I mean, all these, you go through them and you watch them, and it didn't happen that way. There's a lot of things that are out there with the Schwerber leadoff thing. I think they're mostly silly. Kyle Schwerber should absolutely be the Phillies' leadoff hitter. They win with it. He's their best option. And by the way, today, Hugh, we may have a sneak peek of the uh, the start of the lineup. Do you see today's lineup? Yeah, he's at the top. He is. So today's lineup in Clearwater, Schwarber leading off at DH, Turner batting second at shortstop, Bryce Harper batting third at first base, and in this iteration, we've got Real Muto hitting fourth. I, I'm not sure what uh, Topper's going to do, four, five, six, how he's going to manage all that. But today, Schwarber, Turner, Harper, one, two, three, I believe that's the way it should be. I believe that's the way it will be. But boy, I saw there was a poll question yesterday. The morning show had it was it was almost split. It was like some people wanted Turner, some people wanted Stott, some people wanted Schwarber
3: at the leadoff. Yep. But for, I've been doing a little research on this, and and the one thing that that he does, he puts pressure on 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 the defense immediately. And when you turn your order over, it's a good chance that you have some guys on base, and you have a guy who who is either hitting a home run or getting walked. Yep. Be, and guys are in position to score, so that's why you have him there.
6: Uh, and, and Topper has said this before. It's instant. You said pressure on the opposing pitcher. Like yeah, the instant pit, pressure. The pitcher cannot get into the game and just
3: ease in because you got a guy that can hit a home run like that. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, I know for a lot of people, the the batting average is like one ninety seven. Yes, but that OPS though, man, that that is bananas. It's like eight seventeen. His life. I think his career is like eight thirty two.
6: And and the idea is to get on base, right? That's how you start the game. And I I. I think it's two years now of evidence. When he's the leadoff hitter, they win. 215 592 9494. So we put that myth, it's it's gone, right? This this idea that he clogs the bases. No, baloney. If you hear that, it is baloney. He doesn't clog the bases. There's no evidence to this. And the reality is they win when he's the leadoff hitter. He's leading off today down in Clearwater. 215 592 9494. Let's get back to the phone lines here. You can react to the Schwerber thing. And of course, Your thoughts on if we as a fan base, the city of Philadelphia is too hard on the athletes, certainly feels like some of these guys think we are, and we need a good movie recommendation for Tri-Day. Will in the Northeast. Hey, Will.
10: Hey, how y'all gentlemen doing today?
6: Good, Will. What's up?
10: It's a great Friday, man. Beautiful out here, you know, but um, with this uh, supposed to be big play slay, that used to be his name. I don't know who he is now. You know, because you can't take shot at Philly fans because uh, when you sign that contract, that's for anybody that come over here. I'm going to keep it real with it. Any player that decides to sign any type of deal, you know, with Philly, any type of sports with Philly, you got to understand we are a totally different breed of people. But one thing I can say, we'll tear you down, but guess what? Well, we love you. We love you wherever you go. We the only, we the only team. I mean, we the only city that everywhere our team go, you will see Philly fans in the stadium. Anywhere, worldwide.
6: Well, wow, so, well, well. When we have the the fans of Philly trips, I, I saw that uh, Elliot uh, put a post up that we're having one, obviously for the Brazil game. Like there, there will be a ton well, of people in Brazil. Fun. You want to go but on I, that one, Hugh?
3: I wouldn't mind going no, to Brazil. It's
6: a fun one. Yeah, give me a couple but, days. But um,
10: I, but I just wanted to say um, you know um, I like Slade. But, you know, with this podcast and all these guys, just like we keep saying, you know, y'all guys coming on, you know, spilling beans and saying different things, you know, if, you, if you're going to dish it, out, be able to take it. Because Philly fans is going to give it back to you. And whether you like it or not, we're going to give it back even harder. But the thing to stop us from talking, do your job. Play the game. Focus on the game. You know what I'm saying? Start shutting people down again, Slay. I haven't seen you shut anybody down lately, so focus on that. You know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, Philly fans, we love our players. We love our teams. We die hard, man. And we go anywhere and through hell and high waters wherever our team is, is going. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they got to stop talking about our fan base, man. We the toughest, baddest city there is. Everybody want to be like us, and I'm keeping it a thing. Wherever Philly, anybody in Philly go, they know we're Philadelphia uh, people, man. There's no so, question.
6: Well, there's no question about that. Will, give us a movie we should check out.
10: Um, I got I got a good one. You know, when Denzel did, you know, a bad character because everybody was used to him doing good characters. Robin Williams, uh, one hour photo.
3: You, yeah, that was a pretty good one. That, that was, was a, he was a killer. Zero yeah, killer. that was a di- yeah, well. Really?
6: I I saw that one, but it's been uh, been a long time. I think I only saw it once. Well, good phone call. That was a. To use a word you like to
3: use, you that movie was different. Yeah, it was, he, and that was, was a different role for him. It was a dark, dark, dark role for him. Really, really dark.
6: And role for him. I can't think of any Robin ever did that were like that. I mean, he's always
3: the he's, he's the comedic the, uh, relief, upbeat, lighthearted yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that was that was a dark one.
6: Yeah, um, and you know, just as Will was t- you know making his point there, it does make me wonder, as time goes on, if these teams have to more and more think about like, can the guy handle this city? Like I go back to Harper Machado when we discussed that the other day that decision. Mm-hmm. Like they're not that different as players, right? They're both great players. And I'm not saying Machado couldn't handle it. I don't know if he would have handled it quite the way Bryce has. Like that's got to be part of the way these teams think, and the guy handle all that comes
3: with playing here. I-, I will tell you that during the during the time that when I was getting drafted, I remember talking to an Atlanta scout and him talking about how I would love the city of Atlanta. So that is something that is Taken into consideration. Like, does it mesh the yes. player and the yes. city? Yeah. I, I think you have to look at that, man, because this is a tough place to play. And we've seen that. Who was it? Uh Orlando Scandji when he got here. <laughs> he he had a rough one. He was only here for three weeks. Yeah, he had a rough one. And it was one. not it was easy. A, yep. It was it was a rough three weeks. Like you have to be able to mess with mesh with the city. And you you the one thing that I've learned about Philadelphia when I first got here is that you gotta be able to like get your chops busted Like, a lot of times you get the chops bust and people, that's how how they endear themselves to you because they bust your chops, you bust the chops back, and then everything else is cool. So you got to be able to take it. And it's part, this whole thing is part of why I I think Jalen Hurts will be able
6: to to rise above this. Yeah, Yeah, because I, I don't think, whether he pays attention, I don't think he pays as much attention as the other guys. I think he's, he has found a and I don't know this, but it's just my guess. I think he's found a balance. What is he called? Social media rap poison? He doesn't yeah. strike me as someone that's going to pay attention to everything everyone is saying about him, especially now off of a down year. I, I think he's able to block the noise out. you you got to do that. Like You mentioned earlier the fact that Slay and Steven Nelson are talking about literally verbatim what they were hearing from people in the front row
3: it like why why are you paying attention to that stuff yeah that that to me blows my mind and I know that and then on top of that to come back and say you have nothing bad to say about anybody what is your definition of saying bad that's what I would ask because it feels like you do a whole lot of throwing rocks and hiding hands as far as as uh you know when you you talk about certain things what I mean by that is Joe you'll say something negative about somebody and then you'll Pretend like you didn't say nothing at all. Yeah. It's called
6: Thor rocks and high
3: Hand. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do
6: that. Well, especially when you have something like you know a podcast, it lives forever. It's not yeah. just like you said it in passing to one person.
3: And and the, the disturbing thing, I would say, about Darius Slay and, and some of the things that he does is that he's had on more than one occasion where it just feels like he does not know, he does not read the room. Like, you know, you got to be tactful. What I understand that, you know, you have a podcast you're trying to do and you want to be, you want to draw eyes to your podcast. But there's a better way of going about that than the way that you're doing it. Because I think that what you're, what you're not realizing is that if you want to be in this space, the one thing you have to be is consistent. And you're not that yet. Because you'll say one thing one day and then you'll back off of it real quick. So you, you have to be consistent. And you haven't found that, that happy media for you yet.
6: And the thing that strikes me about, you know, you're talking about consistency or saying the right thing or striking the right note. I mean, he's done this multiple times. A year ago is when he talked about how well his him and the D-backs played in the Super Bowl. Like, dude, you lost. Mahomes did have, had one incompletion the whole second half of the game. Like, again, read the room. Jeff's in Philly. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, Jeff. What's on your mind today?
0: Um, so... I want to talk about uh, Schwarber, and I agree with you, Joe, 100%. I think he should stay off in the leadoff spot. Um, I mean, think about it. How far we made it in the past two years, and it. I don't think we all went cold at the same time in that spot, not to mention Kimbrell and Thompson and his decisions. I, I just I just don't understand why you would want to move him and put trainer, Turner in his place. Like All these guys are swinging for the fences nowadays anyway, so it's like... I don't really see that much of a difference of anybody you'd put in a spot, you know?
6: I don't either. And, and the formulas worked for them. Like you mentioned, when they moved him to the leadoff spot, I think it was June 2nd last year, they they played at like a 99 win pace the rest of the season. They were a great team. It's, it's weird to me that we want to mess with success two years in a row. He's been the leadoff hitter for a team, you know, that came this close Jeff to win in a world series. And it's like, people just want to change it for some reason. Exactly. And I, I could be wrong, but in one game of the playoffs, I, I don't know if it was a
0: leadoff home run that he hit like at the beginning of the game, but it just I felt like it just set the tempo. like when you do that to a pitcher like at the first pitch, first batter, that rattles him for the rest of the game.
6: Oh like, I agree big. with you. I think it was it may have been this uh, I think it was the second at bat maybe of the Arizona game in game one or okay. two last year, yeah, but it was yeah, early, it might,
0: yeah it was yeah, early, early, regardless, you know what I mean?
6: Yeah and it gets so, it gets every it, it takes especially if it's at home. I mean the crowd just goes bananas when it happens. You're, Jeff, it's like it's my favorite debate that doesn't seem to ever go away is is who should it lead off. But I, I think it right. should be Strooper. Sure. Jeff, what movie should we check out?
0: All right, so I don't know. I wasn't listening for a whole long, so I don't know if anybody ever saw it, but have you guys ever heard of or seen The Drop?
16: The uh, Drop? I haven't. The Who's Drop. In
0: it's it? a it's uh, James Gandolfini and Tom Hardy. I actually think it's uh, James Gandolfini's last movie before he died. It's like, oh wow, James James Gandolfini owns a bar and people come by and drop off bookie bet slips and money that okay. they're owed to organized crimes around the area, and it's a fucking oh, my that sees is
4: a good movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's, uh,
6: Jeff, it's all right, buddy. you' got on the rotten tomatoes.
3: I might check that one out.
6: Yeah, you know what? Once in a while, when when someone uh, gets a little too emotional, usually they're angry. That Jeff was just excited and no, got
3: emotional. He's a, yeah, that like. For him doing what he just did, that might that make me want to check it out.
6: you How excited it was?
11: Ninety-four WIP Uh-oh. breaking news. We got
3: build-up.
6: Eagles
11: have released safety Kevin Byers.
6: Oh, right. who
11: knew that word. We knew that. Yeah, was but
6: you know what? But I'm I'm not upset.
11: <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Probably just saved a bunch of money doing. <laughs> yeah, they
6: did. Yeah, twelve or fourteen on the cap.
11: Yeah, I think. Yeah, right about there. I think Elliot laid it out not too long ago. But yeah, I, you know, sorry to startle everybody. Well, a move that we probably
3: anticipated, but I didn't. I guess expect it to come into that. No,
6: and it was—it's a breaking news. It just happened. They, all right, they, so they Kevin got, Bayard released that
3: film. They breaking down that film, getting rid of some. Probably gonna be a lot more people. You think they asked
6: him to do the scouting report on himself before they uh, they said we're you're out? Probably. <laughs>
3: what were you doing on this play? I don't know. All right, then hit the dough.
6: You know what this one was—the the, the Byard thing here, Hugh. You never hear that. Yeah, I mean we all know the phrase "too good to be true." Remember yeah. they made that trade from, and they didn't give up much. And we were excited, right? Because Bayard was a good player years ago with and, the Titans. And they were
3: getting ready to play the Chiefs and we were yeah. talking about like the, the matchup with him and Kelsey. And Kelsey and Kelsey. even talked about it on this podcast.
6: Yeah, I always this it's probably a good exercise, like, in the future. If you if the Eagles or Phillies or Sixers or Flyers get a, a perceived really good player for almost nothing, you have to like why mm-hmm. like why would the titans give him to the eagles for very little buy beware type situation and it was obvious that he wasn't the player he used to be when he was with tennessee so considering the money they could save here on the cap a, a no-brainer good move by the eagles and um and look now they could use that money when free agency opens here uh moving up in in, in a couple weeks 215 592 for kevin Bayard, released by the eagles it's not a surprise and it's um it's one i think that
3: they had to do. I mean, the cap savings. I think it was it was either twelve or fourteen million. Well, yeah, give him a chance to find it. You know, catch on with somebody else. Sure. You know, I mean, you get 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 cut early. This is probably a blessing in disguise for him. Give him a chance to catch on with another team. Yeah, because if you're, I, I believe the rule is
6: Hugh, you know, if you're released now, you don't have to wait till free agency. No. Nah, you, you can, can just go. Not, yeah. Yeah, good. You know, good for him. I, it was a fit that wasn't gonna work. It reminded me a little bit of the. Um, Golden Tate trade they made in 2018 mm-hmm. where they tried to add a player who was probably not what he used to be, and we thought they were getting a steal and didn't really do much here. And then, you know, he moved on to uh, to a different place after that. Tom is in Abington. Hey, Tom.
19: Yo, fellas. How are we doing this Hey, showdown? Tom. How you doing, man? All right, that might be the least surprising breaking news I've ever heard on the whip.
6: I, I agree. It's like, wait, oh, yeah, th- that that was expected.
19: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, Crybaby Slay is at it again, huh?
6: This is what he does. He says things, and then he gets frustrated when people react to what he says. You know what
19: he said that really irked me? Like, Like, he took it to a whole new level. He said, even
6: when I have a good play, they boo me. And that's not true. It's yeah, I I did, and it's not that. That's that's to me what's frustrating. Like that's a complete exaggeration. He gets cheered when he makes good plays. Of course he does. Now,
19: I would argue, uh, and I think you have the same stance, Joe, uh, that our fan base has gotten softer—not soft, but softer—in the past thirty years. The problem is. The modern athlete has gotten even more soft than this fan base.
6: Yeah, it's like the soft ratio. It's not it's not equaling out maybe the way it needs to be there. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's
3: a ratio. It's a soft I ratio. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah.
19: And you. and there's two guys in particular that I would love to hear their opinion on this subject. The first being Alec Bone, because we all remember I bleep and hate this place. Mm-hmm. Um and then of course I would love to hear from Trey Turner. I mean, Thanks to John Fritz. I mean, we gave that guy a standing out when he was sucking. So, Tom, how it, are we too hard on I our agree. players?
6: And look, both of those guys. I think it's it's more about them than us. Like, if you just get back to work and figure it out, people will love you. Like, no one dislikes Alec Bohm, right? Like, just because no. he said that, because he bounced back and he's you know he's a decent player now. And, and obviously, and Trey went crazy. Yeah,
19: and he was a man. He took ownership of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, he'll be loved forever for that. So, Slay. Crybaby, baby you need to take a page out of albert bones book tom what movie should we check out all right you guys both have netflix yes okay so you gotta watch the movie called the menu with ray fines and it's got that red-headed actor from the chess uh the chess show it is fantastic
6: oh the woman from queen's gambit yep so then what is it about what's the menu about uh
19: well, uh, oddly enough, it's about a restaurant. <laughs> I figured. And uh, what's on the menu
6: is going to surprise you. Let's put it that. Okay. I think
3: I, I think I saw the trailer for this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little. It's a little. Uh, it's fantastic. It's little dark.
6: Okay, dark. I, all right, Tom, I'm in, man. We appreciate it. It's a little dark. The, the menu. We've got a couple dark ones.
3: Yeah.
6: The I, menu. I, I
3: don't mind. I don't mind the dark movies. Uh,
6: by the way, so the Bayard release clears over thirteen million dollars. That's Kelsey's base. money.
3: It very well may be. Yeah. That's a Kelsey good point. Bread. I mean, that so we're, almost... still, we're still in a good spot. We could pay. We could pay. Uh, we could pay Hassan Reddick. I was about to say Slay, but I meant Hassan Reddick. We already paid Slay. Yeah, yeah. we already paid. Slay. Well, I mean, Hugh, to the point of
6: Slay. If they release some of these guys, they'll take a cap hit. So you need cap yeah. room to take a cap hit. Yes. It just gives them more flexibility. And yeah, I think we all saw it last year. Bayard wasn't going to be a starter moving forward here. No, 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 no. How many safeties do we need here? One or two? Three. <laughs> we need three new ones?
3: Oh, you're talking about new ones. Yeah, it's okay. like new. I mean, like this offseason, who, how who many we safeties? Consider who, who's considered? Like, we got Blankenship. And Sidney Brown so Sidney got Brown injured is, in the last is, he's game. He's little, though,
6: right? Well, but he's, he gets also injured. Yeah. Well, he's a safety. Is he, it,
3: would, would would he be – because I kind of look at him like a slot. Would you think – I think he's slot? A, I think he's a safety. Okay. I mean, maybe it's he like, can play the, the slot, too. Okay, well, you're going to need okay three because, you know, he's coming off an of injury. So you're probably gonna need. So two you want to import three safeties? Yeah, I want to. I want some competition at that position. Yeah, I, I think you need at least two, right? Yeah, at least two. I would say three. Because Blankenship's the only one right now that's healthy and good to go to start next. Yeah, season. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Reed would be a starter in my defense if I could upgrade. Like all of these are predicated on upgrades. That's why I say three, Joe, because I probably get two. You know, trying to see because Sidney's a little small and he's hurt. Yeah, well, that too. He's a little small. I I would by me just and this is me just not looking at the roster, just thinking about what I would like to have in my secondary. I want some bigger corners. I want a little bit bigger corners. I I would probably say maybe six one, six two, uh can run physical, like definitely line two line two more linebackers. Maybe I can play with one of the maybe maybe Nicobe Dean can be a guy that I could actually play with. But I want I want some linebackers, bigger linebackers, and I want some I want some thumpers as safety. I want some interchangeable parts. I want some guys that if I have to put them down in the box or if I have to make them, you know, run up the seam or whatever, cover tight end, they can actually do that and be physical about yeah. it. Yeah. the Eagles don't typically pay a lot for safety, but I wonder if this is gonna be I need some people that going touch some folks. I want some touchers. I want some people that are gonna put hands on somebody in the secondary, illicit hands. You know what I mean? Can we have someone that could tackle too? Tackling well, well, would be nice. Well, you know, well, touching folks and putting hands—it goes them, together. Kind of goes okay. like that's that's kind of in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. I like how we're setting the bar so low. Can we have someone that can touch someone and tackle? No, but I'm saying I need some touchers. I need some people that's gonna touch somebody, reach out and touch. Put hands on some food I guess here.
6: Kevin Bayard didn't fit that description. No, he did not fit well, that description. Not for the money they had to pay him if he, if he stayed around. So Bayard out. Eagles save over $13 million on the cap. All right, 215-592-9494. Bayard out. I've got a name for you where they should spend it. I, I've got a name of a player I want to play safety for the Eagles next season. We'll hit you with that next. 215-592-9494. And it sounds like, at least uh, according to someone in, in the know – it could be a possibility. We'll hit that next. All your phone calls on the idea that, is this city, is this fan base, are we here too hard on the athletes in town? Darius Slay, uh, former Eagle Stephen Nelson, were on that train the other day on the podcast. I-, I think it's all ridiculous. I don't think this town is too hard on its athletes at all. 215-592-9494. Lot to hit. Jolly joins the show. Our buddy Paul Jolovitz joins us at 1230 to debate me on the whole Kelsey deadline thing. It's all coming up. Your phone calls. It's the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let's talk about my friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers. Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players, teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the Fanduel. Just visit fanduelcom G-I-G-L-I-O and shoot your shot. Fanduel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. Fanduel, official sportsbook partner
3: of the NBA.
6: Welcome back, you think, you midday think show. We're
3: gonna come out to that this year. Who's that? Sword. This is you better.
6: Yeah. Why wouldn't he, i wouldn't I? It's like the uh, debate morning was doing a couple weeks ago. Should they change uh, dancing on my own? I mean, do you change things up or do you leave them alone?
3: No, I like this.
6: Leave this one alone? Leave yeah, short, like lead off alone? Yeah, I mean, if things work, I think you, you tend to leave them the way they are. All right, 215-592-9494. That is how you hop aboard. Of course, there's a lot here to talk about. And our Twitter question, sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about it, and schedule your evaluation at PI Dental Center com. That is um, our our poll question. We had a couple up today. Is it cool to go to the movies by yourself? I like that one. Seventy nine percent say yes. There you go, Hugh. Not a big deal. Seventy nine percent think it's cool to go to the movies by yourself. But it's not. But people that that's yes, because almost eighty
3: percent. I, I will say this: a lot of people said to go when you go go to like the matinee. Don't go at night. And go during the day where you can have all the seats to yourself and eat all the popcorn. Like do do everything you want. Like I will go to a matinee, but like like as a plan on a Saturday night, that's a little lonely. Are you are you thinking there's less judging eyes at the matinee? <laughs> well, it's definitely judging eyes. Well, it's, no, it's no judging eyes at less, the matinee. Yeah. But yeah, when you go to the movies on a weekday, well, during the weekend, everybody looking at you like, dang dog, you couldn't get a date. You couldn't get nobody to come you, with you. You know what? Sometimes I feel like you forget
11: that you're Hugh Douglas and like. People are just going to think you're cool, yeah. whatever you do. No, I don't think so. You oh, think I do. It's me, one right? thing yeah. if I
6: goodness. was there by myself. Like, that's exactly If it's Jilly all. Jilly all. people are taking pictures. Yeah, right, right. They're putting yeah. on
11: social he's media. He's all by
3: himself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He can't
11: find it. But date. if it's Hugh, they're like, man, he's ran Hugh Douglas, little Douglas at the movie theater. Yeah. That's all they're thinking yeah, about. They're yeah. like, oh, he's so
6: lame. Hey, he you have to think about that sometimes. Is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes? That was our other poll question today. 59% said no on this one. Forty one percent yes. And then uh, we got some early returns on the Jolly versus me poll. Jolly's winning this poll. Mostly I think is people just vote against my thought on anything on our Twitter polls. Uh so but uh, it looks I, I thought jo- I thought Jolly brought it. I was excited for the energy Jolly yes. has. And Jolly wanted to let you know that while you
11: frustrate him to no end, he does love you and he uh, loves uh, everybody.
6: Jo- Jolly's one of my favorites. Love Jolly. All right, two one five five nine two, ninety four nine for Drew in Westchester. Hey Drew.
20: I heard the bat signal earlier. Run it back, baby. Bring Chauncey home,
6: Drew. We got to start a movement here. And when I heard Howard last night, you know, you know, I mean, we know how Howard will throw things in once in a while. Like he kind of knows something. It got me excited, Drew. It tells me we got a chance here.
20: Yep. So actually, I got an idea for you guys for a campaign. Um, actually, if I if I if I if I, I can present it to you uh, real quick, so you could actually do it at the Bird's Town Hall and. It doesn't have to be alcohol. You know, I'm big on hydrating with water. We're going to call it Chug for Chauncey. And at the start of free agency, we're going to have thousands of people just chugging a beverage together. Showing that we want Chauncey back, try to get it going on social media and all. Chug for Chauncey,
6: Drew. That's a good idea. And the fact that we're going to be at McGurk's for this, obviously people could chug whatever they want, right? They get a drink, they get a water. I say
3: alcohol makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, so, well, I'm not. sure Do uh,
6: you want to do it while we're on the air? Chug for Chauncey? No, no, not, yeah. not while
3: I'm working. Yeah, no, maybe no. when we get off the air. Yeah, 2 when we o'clock. Get off the air. Definitely.
6: I like this one, Drew. That that is a fun one, and I it, it fits, doesn't it? And he's still young, and I don't think he's going to command close to as much as like the top of the safety market, so they could get him maybe on a good deal again. Yeah, he's
20: just a guy to me. I know he's probably going to drive Fangio a little nuts, but he's just a guy to me who seems – like a winner like the Saints were pretty good when he was here we were awesome when he was here the Lions go to the NFC championship game when he's when, when he's there he's just a guy who I, I just like I like the vibes he brings he's just the guy who I want to have around
6: yeah and and I know it's small sample but all three uh those two teams the ones before they got worse when he left the Saints got worse the Eagles got worse on defense so I think there's something to what you're saying Drew what are you thinking about how fans here treat athletes Yeah, so
20: I definitely don't think we're too hard. You know, I don't watch or follow, like, a massive amount of Sixers, but, like, I remember there were fans giving, like, Markel Fultz standing ovations, like trying to show Ben Simmons how to shoot. I actually think we get a lot of unconditional uh, love. I, I remember this is like over a decade ago. I was at the first game where like Hunter Pence made his debut after uh the Phillies traded for him. Mm-hmm. And he got a massive ovation just for jogging out to the field for warmups, like two hours before the game, the entire stadium like roared before he had ever even done anything for the Phillies. So I actually feel like we, a lot of times give the benefit of the doubt and just like a lot of like love from the jump where I don't think we're, I don't think we're too hard at all. I've kind of accepted that, like, Slay just likes to talk, and it is what it is. But I think he's way off base here.
6: Yeah, that's and that's an interesting point. We we do go out of our way sometimes to go the other way for, for in a significant way. Drew, what movie should we check out this weekend?
20: All right, so you guys uh, should watch movie. It's from the '90s it's about a chess prodigy. It's called Searching for Bobby Fisher, and the reason I'm bringing it up is we talked about pettiness as a core value yesterday. You'll know it when you hear it. There's one line in the movie that really gives off pettiness. I don't want to spoil it, but it's a really good movie. So searching for Bobby Fisher, highly recommend it.
6: Good one, Drew, man. We appreciate the phone call. Drew, Drew makes an interesting point there about the other side of this, right? Because we're you know talking about are we too hard on, on the players here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, some guys may feel that way, but there's also the Trey Turner ovation. There's also the Markel Fultz ovation. Remember that he, Markel Fultz got a standing O for hitting a three in a, I think it was an exhibition game against, was that him or Ben? One of them got a standing O in an exhibition game. Sounds like game. a Ben
11: thing for hitting a three. Yeah,
6: the, the Ben thing. Remember the dude that was like trying to guide oh, him. Oh, encouraging him to yeah. shoot the free throws? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of, if, eventually it, it could go the other way, like the Ben thing. But people here defended Ben and supported Ben for years and he didn't shoot.
3: Yeah. But people don't tend to remember those times. They just remember the bad times because it, it, it fits the narrative. That's why I said I'm pretty sure, I am pretty sure that when I first got to Philadelphia, we got booed a lot. We only won three games. I'm pretty sure of that. Do I remember that? No, I don't. I don't because I think the good times that I've had here overshadowed the bad times tremendously. And I'm not trying to sit here – if anybody's listening and act like, you know, there aren't some bad apples out there. There are. There's some bad fans everywhere. You can say that about fans in Atlanta. And, you know, that they get a rap that the fans down there are not as passionate as they are up here. There are bad fans everywhere. But I don't choose to remember. I don't remember the bad people. I don't remember that when I remember Philadelphia playing here. I don't remember any of that. Hell, even when I was in Jacksonville, I don't remember those cats because they didn't matter. Like, I, like, seriously, I'm not just saying that just to say it on the air. I mean, I don't because I don't remember the bad times. I remember coming back to Philadelphia and how I felt being back here. But as far as being there in Jacksonville, I know it was bad because I hated it there, but I choose not to remember those days. You know, it just all depends on your mindset, man, to be totally honest. And it, it's just ironic to me that when you look at – when I look at, okay, say, for instance, Darius Slay, because we, we're talking about him and the time that you've been here to now, I would—I don't think I'm being facetious when I say that the time has, you've had more success here than you've had bad times. Oh, I completely agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so why is it that when you talk about this city that you talk about you love being here and all this other stuff, that's the part that sticks out to you. It's like being in a relationship, man. You know, you could be with somebody for 30 years and you could be with that person and, and you could have 10 years of of turmoil but those other 20 years were great but you you it's all depends on your mindset you choose to remember the bad 10 years instead of the the 20 good years so it's all it's all about your mindset man and that that's what when i heard this and i heard them talking both of them because the other guy that was here the other corner that was steven nelson he was here doing a good run too, wasn't he? So
6: they made the playoffs
3: the one year he was here. So yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Where did you go after that? Where were you where did you come from after that?
6: So Steven Nelson, I believe started in Kansas City, then went to Pittsburgh, then here, then Houston. He's actually played uh he's been on a lot of winning teams actually.
3: So why do you why do you choose to remember the negative? Cuz I'm like I said to a man, I don't remember it. I know I had some negative. I know it. But I don't I don't choose to remember that. I really don't.
6: Yeah, someone called earlier and mentioned that we as fans have gotten a little easier, softer, but maybe so of the players. And it's, I don't think it was really meant as a negative. It's just maybe true, right? Like I don't think this town is as hard on players as it used to be. I also think the, the player in general players have, it's probably social media. They have rabbit ears. They just hear more now. So maybe it feels amplified. I, I don't know what it is. It just, it strikes me when you hear this. Cause it's like, are we really that hard? I, I, I think there's a lot of, especially younger fans who want to. I'll use AJ Brown's word. They ride for players, right? It's it's, mm-hmm. their, it's their guy. Whether it's Hurts or it's Brown or it's Bryce, they don't want to hear any criticism of the player, and that's fine. But I, I that didn't. I don't remember that when I was younger. Like I don't remember much of that. Now it's it, it feels like there's more of that. 94-94. five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Ken in Cinnamons and hey Ken.
21: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today? Good Ken. What's up? Uh, you know, Jolly was on the right side of that argument, but I, I, I thought he did a really bad job of arguing. He was all over the place. So I I, <laughs> I, I don't – I'd have to give the nod to you, Joe, because your argument was, was more coherent, even though you were – and he got real personal calling you hot takey, because I know that that's one thing that you can't say around you guys on the air is that you're doing hot takes. Yeah, so. I didn't think
6: that was fair, but that's all right. We, I had a good time having the debate with him. Ken, what are you thinking on, on us as fans?
21: So uh, – I, I I told Kyle that, you know, it's a really interesting conversation to have the day after one of the organizations in this town uh, permanently canceled a promo because fans don't know how to act when they have a hot dog Mm. that costs a dollar in their hands. Right. Um, I, I I think it was Jay earlier that made a really astute observation that the one thing is, is that, uh, you know, the players have platforms to, to, to clap back now. So, you know, Back in the day, they didn't, and they just had to take it. And, of course, it also expands the different avenues for which fans can can go after players. Yes. Because now it's not just, you know, you buy your ticket and you boo. Um, but I, I do think, in this city in particular, we're really, really good at identifying guys with rabbit ears. And I, I, I think Slay is one of those guys that has rabbit ears. And, and it's one of those things where, you know, it, it reminds me of, Back back when we were younger, there was there was this this booth down at Seaside Heights that was shoot the clown, and the, the guy would come out in this clown costume, and he had pads all over underneath the costume, and he would flip you off, and he would call you all kinds of names and stuff like that, and you would just shoot at him with the with, with the paintball gun. Well, both me and my buddy were really good with guns because we were in the military and stuff like that, and we found this little spot on his neck where the mask ended and the shoulder pads hadn't started, and it was just bare skin under there. And we found that spot, and we pelted that thing, and we chased him back behind that curtain. That's what, that's what fans in the city are great at doing to guys with rabbit ears. It's just pelting that little bear spot until they run back behind the curtain. So, you know, I, I went to the Eagles game in, in Lambeau uh, in 2019 when they won that Thursday night game in Lambeau, and it was like an otherworldly experience. Like, I, I, I thought I had traveled to another planet. When when you know the Eagles win the game and and Packers fans are coming up to us after the game patting us on the back saying hey good game you guys really deserve to win I'm like man <laughs> this is this is not Philadelphia yeah that's so, a
6: 180 and that Ken that's a funny story I I uh, grew up not that far from Seaside I guess that that clown was out of there by the time I I got to go and hang out down there because I I don't remember but that is funny how you got him Ken give us a uh, a good movie we should check out. So it's a,
21: I'm sure you guys haven't seen it it's from 1990 really good movie uh Sean Penn, Gary Oldman, Ed Harris it's called State of Grace it's about uh basically the Westies um the Irish Irish mob guys in um Hell's Kitchen in New York uh really really good movie.
6: I, I haven't seen that one. I'll check it out. Ken good so can good phone call?
21: Yeah,
6: yeah. Sean Penn I like Sean Penn. Sean Penn's a good actor. Um we've got a couple mob movie kind of recommendations today.
3: Those some good movies, man. I'm telling you I I I've already put Sisu on my movie watch list. And there was another one that I got it was something uh was called Something Wrong with Diane. Something's wrong with Diane. Mm-hmm. So that's probably going to be another good one. I like documentaries. Like documentaries to me, I I like those real life stories cuz it's like when you watch them you're like for real somebody did that. There's some and there's more there's more now.
6: I I, I I guess because of streaming, they make more now. Maybe I wasn't aware of them, I don't know, 15 years ago. It just feels like there's so many. Like any subject you want, you could probably find a decent documentary on. Chris in Northeast Philly is up. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Chris? All
1: right, well, first of all, um, yeah, as a city, we are not too hard uh, on our athletes. I've got to just look at Alec Bowman, Bryce Harper. I'd boo me, and I, I believe and hate this place. I mean, both of those guys are still here. Both are playing well, both seem to like it here. So, like just, you know, man up. Go play. Play hard. You're gonna be all right. That's the way I see
6: it. Yeah, and Chris, if you if you just do it that way, people they'll go from not liking you to loving you. Like Alec Bohm was a guy that everyone was frustrated with. It looked like he could be a bust and now people love him. People really like Alec Bohm. Yeah, I mean I
1: I love the guy. I mean and, and he and he's getting better and we get to watch it and and it's almost like that little adversity like made people like him even more made people relate to him mm-hmm. or something on a, on a on a better level. But um now moving on to Ashley specifically. Um I wasn't really that mad or I didn't take it personally to the stuff that he said. I kind of compared it to some of the stuff with AJ when he called in last week and don't get me wrong like I thought like props to him for doing that. I thought that was cool, but just the way he handled some of it like like you know he, he he was angry. He was clearly angry. Angry. He was trying to take it to Ike and Jack. He 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 was talking about you know you don't you misunderstand me when it's like well dude you're clearly misunderstanding us and this station and and the role of it. It seems like and you have no interest in trying to understand it. Like and like I didn't get any of that from Slay. Like I didn't get any hostility or any of that. It was almost like he he just kind of talks to talk. He's got his podcast. He's talking to his buddies. It's, it's almost like he doesn't even to me at least he's not even taking a lot of the stuff that he's saying seriously and it's not personal and that's why i didn't mind the walk back either cuz it's like come on guys it's all love it's like he's just talking the talk i didn't but the, the problem i have with him is he's afraid to tackle more than anything he says on his podcast he's afraid to tackle that's my problem yeah and with
3: he's life. he's also afraid to tackle uh you know a take like that, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. He's afraid to tackle the tape. Maybe he
6: doesn't like to tackle
3: anything. That yeah, might be yeah, that. Be a big. That's probably the biggest issue that he has. Yeah. Right now. he's afraid to tackle. The tape.
6: You're right about that, Chris. Chris, give us a great movie we should check out. All right, um, I'm going to give you the uh,
1: the Iron Claw. It's the tragic story of the uh, the Von Eric wrestling family. Morning, it's it's a tearjerker. It was a rough watch for me because I uh, I lost my younger brother last August. He was 30, and that's kind of exactly what the movie's about. It's about a lot of loss, but it was. Great movie. Have your tissues ready. The tearjerker and excellent performances all around.
6: I've, I've heard of that and I wanted to see it. Iron Claw. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, the Iron Claw with the uh, the Von Eric, um, the wrestling family. Um, yeah, like the other thing about the Slay thing today. I, so that he was on. Stephen Nelson, but let's play it again. On Stephen Nelson's podcast, here's something of Darius Slay, Stephen Nelson, talking about fans in Philadelphia.
7: Hey, bro, I learned quick. I said, Oh, yeah, I got to get out of here. It's not good for my mental health. <laughs>
6: Go
8: ahead. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm stressed out. I'll, I'll stress I'll, you out, boy. I'm stressed out. I'm talking about because I ain't going to lie. These probably the only fans that ever got to me before. They That's just, what I'm it's saying. Just, they, I'm, they, not, they, I'm, not, I'm not used to not that. It's not going to be just somebody new all the time. It's yeah. going to be the same one. Yes. And he's going to hit yeah. you about 30 times. They're going to sit in the back of your, the bitch.
7: I know. And they on your ass. Every but, play. But Big Dog. He's like, terrible. What the f- is he doing? You got to hear that every play. Even if you make a good play. I used to be like, it got to a point where like, and I, don't get twisted. I ain't, I'm not no scrub by any means. Okay. But like, yeah, I just hard on myself. Yeah. So like, it got to a point where like, I'm playing, for, I'm playing against the fans type yeah. I ain't even yeah. focused. I have a third down stop. I'm talking <laughs> to, to the,
9: the fans. fans. I'm,
7: I'm
9: coming outside, talking. Not even the opposing team. Ain't it? Yeah, every time.
6: <laughs> you know what's kind of interesting? I, I just, as I heard it for like the fifth time now, I I, I thought about this when AJ was on last week with Jack and Ike. He, he mentioned how he gets a little frustrated because maybe we don't ride for them enough, right? We we criticize or we, you know, speak about potential trades or whatever whatever the heck he meant. We don't ride for them. You know, Darius could have rode for Philly there. He's still here. Stephen yeah. Nelson's not an Eagle. If he wants to say it wasn't the city, wasn't for him, he didn't love it. That's his prerogative. D- Darius Slay could have been like, "Yeah, man, but when we're good, it's great to play there." Nobody I, ever does that, man. He it's just it's went along. Size,
3: with it. It's two sides every coin, and and that's the thing that I feel is is kind of frustrating because you you still have to be here. And I looked at some of the comments because I saw some of the people on Twitter. They they're like, "Well, we love you, here, Slay, and all this other stuff." But my thing is. I, I, I still do not understand how when you talk about all the good that you have here that you tend to focus on the, the, a few negative bad apples. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get that because that, that's anywhere. You could pick any NFL team and go listen to their sports radio, especially the ones that complain about what we do and listen to what they're talking about. I'm pretty sure there are some cats in Kansas City complaining about, about the Kansas City Chiefs about something. You know, so it's the same everywhere. So to just tend to focus on the bad part about it to me, I just I just don't understand that, you know, especially when you've had so much success here because you were in Detroit before you were in Detroit. And I don't recall you being I don't recall Detroit being in the playoff squad or playoff team or being one of the teams I was considered going to the playoffs like the Eagles have been over the last couple of years. Yeah,
6: you think he'd appreciate being with a franchise in a city that's in it every year, right? Because yeah. that's not what he was clearly early in his career. Let's go to Tim in Philadelphia. What's up, Tim? Yeah, hey, how you go. Good, Tim. What are you feeling? Um,
2: You know I'm starting to think uh, this is, you know, what we're not talking about, what happened in the locker room. I think he did it on purpose. I don't think he really meant that.
6: Uh, he Well, he did change the conversation for a little bit here. Uh, you're not wrong on that. I think, yeah, I think he's regretting it because now he's hearing a lot more than he doesn't want to. Well, and I that mean... and that's not a surprise, <laughs> right? Like, he's he's a, a star player in the NFL. He said something public. People are going to react to it. So, yeah, I mean, now he's, now I guess he doesn't want to hear the reaction.
2: Right, and there's one thing he did say. He said, when uh, it's, you know, the crowd will be chanting, run the ball, run the ball, and they'll run the ball for the loss of yards, and they'll cheer. And that's true. That's you know. We,
6: <laughs> that did make do, me laugh. That that one made me laugh.
2: Right, we're a smart fan base. We know football. We know what we're talking about. And when, when we see our team not doing the right thing, we're going to let them know it.
6: Yeah, and I, I, a lot of athletes, I think, appreciate that. Like they, it's almost like accountability. When things are great, we're going to go crazy for you. When things aren't, we're going to let you hear. Tim, what movie should we check out?
2: Um, I got uh, sleepers for you. Uh, De Niro movie. Uh, if you don't
6: want to watch that, you can watch a uh, Little Giants. It's always a good one to watch. <laughs> uh there are t- definitely different kinds of movies. There. I think
3: I saw Sleepers a few. Tim, weeks Appreciate ago. it. Uh, that's with uh, who's the girl with the curly hair? Robert De Niro was a uh, priest. That's a lot was... of girls with curly hair, man. No, uh, I can't think of her name.
6: Sleepers, a great movie. That's Brad Pitt. It's Kevin Bacon,
3: right? Yeah, Is Kevin he in that? Bacon was in it because he was a security guard.
6: Yes. Um, the curly hair
3: woman in that movie. I'm trying to think of who you mean. Oh, uh, you if you see her face, you know she was big. Molly, not Molly, uh Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Minnie there Driver. you go. I was about to call her Molly. Molly, Molly Ringwald? Yeah, I was about to, no, I was about to call Molly her yeah. Molly <laughs> <laughs> Driver.
6: Yeah. The the cast of, of Sleepers is a big time cast. It's De Niro, Kevin Bacon, Brad Pitt, uh Mini Driver. But that's a that's a big cast. See, that I've seen that. That's a good movie. A little heavy though, right? We've got a lot of heavy movies.
3: Yeah. I'm stuck on Sisu. That, I, that's your vote. That's the one. I, I mean. think I'm, I'm – because you got to see the – like, you didn't see the trailer. Well, I just heard you read it. No, well, I watched it. Theatrically. The, the, well, I got to show – you know, in the next break, yeah. I'm going to show you the all trailer. Right, we'll watch the trailer. Because the trailer's like – you know me, I'm I'm all for that action at the beginning. And it just jumps. Like, they it's, they don't leave nothing to the imagination. Oh, it's all there? Oh, it's right there.
6: All right, I'll, I'll check it out. Jay in Roxburgh. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Jay? What are you feeling? Yeah,
10: well, uh, you know what? talk about that fan thing, you know, well this is what this is the situation with Philly fans. And I know it's one it's a lot out there. I'm not talking about every single one, of course, but I'm just talking about, you know, overall what's happened is that we used to be knowledgeable fans. And now I don't feel like we're we're knowledgeable fans anymore because, you know, we we look at the wrong things. I give you a perfect example. Uh with Tobias Harris, you know people come down on Tobias Harris. People don't realize that this guy was a fourth option when he first got here. You know, uh, he was um, Ben Simmons held the ball. Joel and B dominated the ball and Jimmy Butler dominated the ball. So he's a fourth option. When Jimmy left, it was uh, Ben and Joel and then uh, Maxie. And then Ben left, now it's Maxie and Joel – Running the ball, you know. This this is a guy that needs rhythm. And and when I say about the fans not being knowledgeable, fans got to understand that certain kinds of players need the ball in their hands to get rhythm.
6: Right, and Jay, and, I, I, you're not wrong on that. But I think the the frustration with Tobias is more his contract. He, he's money. he's he, he's not a forty million dollar player, but he's making right. forty million.
10: And see, I, I'm glad you, that was that was my next thing, man. That's why I really called about it. The fans, this is why I say about knowledge. Fans, we keep looking at the dollar amount that a team paid them. Uh, uh, T- Tobias Harris has nothing to do with uh, going into the owner's pockets and taking the money. Right. They gave it to him. I, I agree. You know, and the, the fans need to understand that that man, the only thing that that man can do is take the money that they're giving him. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Tobias Harris, if he were on some bad team, this guy would probably be averaging about 25 to 30 points with his talent level. But on this team, this guy found a way to try to find a niche of being a third and fourth option, getting paid that big money. And as fans of Philly, we keep looking at pocket watching. Jay,
6: I agree with you for the most part on this one, Jay. And it, it's a good phone call. I, you're not wrong. I mean, I— but I think the frustrate, we can't we can't boo Daryl Morey during the games. I know he didn't sign him. We, we, we can't boo the GM or the owner during the game. So you boo the you player. Boo. Crumble cookie. Yeah. And I don't even think people dislike Tobias Harris. He seems like a really nice guy. They just don't like him for the
3: money that he's making.
6: Yeah. He plays hard. I, I, I just,
3: it's the re- reality of like, he's not as good as his contract says he should be. Yeah. You know what? I don't, I don't look, I look at. That as – that's what the NBA dictates. Mm-hmm. And if his contract's up and you decide to, to sign him for that, then that's what he signs for. It's on you, yeah. Yeah, it, and that's kind of the way that the NBA is gone. And not only that, he owes it to everybody that comes behind him. If they give him that kind of money, he got to take it. I agree. He has to take it.
6: Yeah, I'm never – I'll never, like, criticize a player for taking – especially in the NBA, like a max contract if they give you one. It's the team. I mean, the team's got to be smarter than to offer that kind of money – for a player that's just not not worth it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll come back, hit all your phone calls, and we got some history. I'm surprised Kyle's okay with this history. We got some history Uh-oh. involving the Phillies we all can get behind. We'll hit you with that next. Your calls on Sports Radio ninety four WIP.
3: Welcome back. Think, you Midday think going to come out to that this year? Who's that? Sword. This is you better. Yeah, why
6: wouldn't he? I, it's like the uh, debate morning was doing a couple weeks ago. Should they change uh, dancing on my own? I mean, do you change things up or do you leave them alone? No, nah, I like this. Leave this one alone? Leave yeah, short, like lead off alone? Yeah. I mean, if things work, I think you you tend to leave them the way they are. All right, 215-592-9494. That is how you hop aboard. Of course, there's a lot here to talk about. And our Twitter question, sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about it, and schedule your evaluation at pidentalcenter.com. That is um, our, our poll question. We have a couple up today. Is it cool to go to the movies by yourself? I like that one. 79% say yes. There you go, Hugh. not a big deal. 79% think it's cool to go to the movies by yourself. But it's not. But people, but the, that's, that's almost, because it's you know
3: 80%. I, I will say this a lot of people said to go, when you go, go to like the matinee. Don't go at night. And go during the day where you can have all the seats to yourself and eat all the popcorn. Like do do everything you want. Like I will go to a matinee, but like like as a plan on a Saturday night, that's a little lonely. Are you <laughs> are you thinking there's less judging eyes at the matinee? Well, it's definitely judging eyes. Well, it's, no, it's no judging eyes at less, the matinee. Yeah. But yeah, when you go to the movies on a weekday, well, during the weekend, everybody looking at you like, dang dog, you couldn't get a date. You couldn't get nobody to come you, with you. You know what? Sometimes I feel like you forget that you're Hugh Douglas and like.
11: People are just going to think you're cool, yeah. whatever you do. No, I don't think so. You're oh, I do. It's me, one yeah. thing I'm
6: if I was there. there by myself. Like, it, that's exactly it. it's Julia, people are taking pictures. Yeah, right. They're putting yeah. on
11: social he's media. He's all
3: by himself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He can't find
6: it. But date. if it's Hugh,
11: they're like, <laughs> man, he's I a Hugh Douglas lame. at the movie theater. Yeah. That's all they're thinking about. They're, they're yeah. like, oh,
6: he's so lame. You have to think about that sometimes. Is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes? That was our other poll question today. 59% said no on this one. Forty one percent yes. And then uh, we got some early returns on the Jolly versus me poll. Jolly's winning this poll. Mostly I think is people just vote against my thought on anything on our Twitter polls. Uh so but uh, it looks I, I thought jo- I thought Jolly brought it. I was excited
11: for the energy Jolly yes, has. And Jolly wanted to let you know that while you frustrate him to no end, he does love you and I, he loves uh, everybody.
6: Jo- Jolly's one of my favorites. Love Jolly. All right, two one five, five ninety two, ninety four nine for Drew in Westchester. Hey, Drew.
20: I heard the bat signal earlier. Run it back, baby. Bring Chauncey home,
6: Drew. We got to start a movement here. And when I heard Howard last night, you know, you know, I mean, we know how Howard will throw things in once in a while. Like he kind of knows something. It got me excited, Drew. It tells me we got a chance here.
20: Yup. So actually, I got an idea for you guys for a campaign. Um, actually, if I if I if I if I, I can present it to you uh, real quick, so you could actually do it at the Birds Town Hall and. It doesn't have to be alcohol. You know, I'm big on hydrating with water. We're going to call it Chug for Chauncey. And at the start of free agency, we're going to have thousands of people just chugging a beverage together showing that we want Chauncey back. Try to get it going on
6: social media and I'll chug for Chauncey. Drew, that's a good idea. And the fact that we're gonna be at McGurk's for this, obviously people could chug whatever they want, right? They get a drink, they get I'm a about water. to say
3: alcohol makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. So well I'm it. not sure uh, do you want to do it while we're on the air, chug for Chauncey? No, no, not, yeah. not while I'm working. Yeah. No, maybe no,
6: when we get off the air, yeah. Two we can o'clock. Get off the air, I like this one, Drew. That that is a fun one. And I it, it fits, doesn't it? And he's still young and I don't think he's gonna command close to as much as like the top of the safety market, so they could get him maybe on a good deal again. Yeah, He's
20: just a guy to me. I know he's probably going to drive Fangio a little nuts, but he's just a guy to me who seems like a winner. Like the Saints were pretty good when he was here. We were awesome when he was here. The Lions go to the NFC Championship game when he's, when, when he's there. He's just a guy who I, I just like. I like the vibes he brings. He's just a guy who I want to have around.
6: Yeah, and, and I know it's a small sample, but all three, uh, those two teams, the ones before, they got worse when he left. The Saints got worse. The Eagles got worse on defense. So I think there's something to what you're saying. Drew, what are you thinking about how fans here treat athletes?
20: Yeah, so I definitely don't think we're too hard. You know, I don't watch or follow, like, a massive amount of Sixers, but, like, I remember there were fans giving, like, Markel Foltz Standing ovation, but trying to show Ben Simmons how to shoot. I actually think we get a lot of unconditional uh love. I, I remember, this is like over a decade ago, I was at the first game where like Hunter Pence made his debut after uh the Phillies traded for him. Mm-hmm. And he got a massive ovation just for jogging out to the field for warmups, like two hours before the game, the entire stadium like roared before he had ever even done anything for the Phillies. So I actually feel like we a lot of times give the benefit of the doubt and just like a lot of like love from the jump where I don't think we're I don't think we're too hard at all. I've kind of accepted that, like Slay just likes to talk, and it is what it is. But I think he's way off base here.
6: Yeah, that's and that's an interesting point. We we do go out of our way sometimes to go the other way for, for in a significant way. Drew, what movie should we check out this weekend?
20: All right, so you guys uh, should watch a movie. It's from the '90s it's about a chess prodigy. It's called Searching for Bobby Fisher, and the reason I'm bringing it up is we talked about pettiness as a core value yesterday. You'll know it when you hear it. There's one line in the movie that really gives off pettiness. I don't want to spoil it, but it's a really good movie. So searching for Bobby Fisher, highly recommend it.
6: Good one, Drew, man. We appreciate the phone call. Drew, Drew makes an interesting point there about the other side of this, right? Because we're you know talking about, are we too hard on, on the players here? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, some guys may feel that way, but there's also the Trey Turner ovation. There's also the Markel Fultz ovation. Remember that he, Markel Fultz got a standing O for hitting a three in a, I think it was an exhibition game against, was that Hammer Ben? One of them got a standing O in an exhibition Sounds like game. a Ben
11: thing for hitting a three. Yeah,
6: the, the Ben thing. Remember the dude that was like trying to guide oh, him. Oh, encouraging him to yeah. shoot the free throws? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, if, eventually it, it could go the other way, like the Ben thing. But people here defended Ben and supported Ben for years and he didn't shoot.
3: Yeah. But people don't tend to remember those times. They just remember the bad times because it, it, it fits the narrative. That's why I said I'm pretty sure, I am pretty sure that when I first got to Philadelphia, we got booed a lot. We only won three games. I'm pretty sure of that. Do I remember that? No, I don't. I don't because I think the good times that I've had here overshadowed the bad times tremendously. And I'm not trying to sit here – if anybody's listening and act like, you know, there aren't some bad apples out there. There are. There's some bad fans everywhere. You can say that about fans in Atlanta. And, you know, that they get a rap that the fans down there are not as passionate as they are up here. There are bad fans everywhere. But I don't choose to remember. I don't remember the bad people. I don't remember that when I remember Philadelphia playing here. I don't remember any of that. Hell, even when I was in Jacksonville, I don't remember those cats because they didn't matter. Like, I, like, seriously, I'm not just saying that just to say it on the air. I mean, I don't because I don't remember the bad times. I remember coming back to Philadelphia and how I felt being back here. But as far as being there in Jacksonville, I know it was bad because I hated it there, but I choose not to remember those days. You know, it just all depends on your mindset, man, to be totally honest. And it, it's just ironic to me that when you look at – when I look at, okay, say, for instance, Darius Slay, because we, we're talking about him. And the time that you've been here to now, I would—I don't think I'm being facetious when I say that the time has, you've had more success here than you've had bad times. Oh, I completely agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so why is it that when you talk about this city, that you talk about you love being here and all this other stuff, that's the part that sticks out to you. It's like being in a relationship, man. You know, you could be with somebody for 30 years, and you could be with that person, and, and you could have, 10 years of of turmoil but those other 20 years were great but you you it's it all depends on your mindset you choose to remember the bad 10 years instead of the the 20 good years so it's all it's all about your mindset man and that that's what when i heard this and i heard them talking both of them because the other guy that was here the other corner that Steven was even nelson he was here doing a good run too, wasn't he? So they made the playoffs the one year he was here. So, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Where did you go after that? Where were you? Where did you come from after that?
6: So Stephen Nelson, I believe, started in Kansas City, then went to Pittsburgh, then here, then Houston. He's
3: actually played. Uh, he's been on a lot of winning teams, actually. So why do you why do you choose to remember the negative? Because I'm like I said to a man, I don't remember. It. I know I had some negative. I know it, but I don't. I don't choose to remember that. I really don't. Yeah, someone called earlier and
6: mentioned that we as fans have gotten a little easier, softer, but maybe so of the players. And it's, I don't think it was really meant as a negative. It's just maybe true, right? Like I don't think this town is as hard on players as it used to be. I also think the, the player in general players have, it's probably social media. They have rabbit ears. They just hear more now. So maybe it feels amplified. I, I don't know what it is. It just, it strikes me when you hear this cause it's like, are we really that hard? I I think there's a lot of, especially younger fans who want to. to I'll use AJ Brown's where They ride for players, right? It's it's, mm-hmm. their, it's their guy. Whether it's Hurts or it's Brown or it's Bryce. they don't want to hear any criticism of the player, and that's fine. But I, I that didn't. I don't remember that when I was younger. Like I don't remember much of that. Now it's it, it feels like there's more of that. 94-94. five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Ken and Cinnaminson. Hey Ken,
21: good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today? What's good up, Ken. How What's you up? Uh, you know, Jolly was on the right side of that argument. But I I thought he did a really bad job of arguing. He was all over the place. So I I, <laughs> I don't – I'd have to give the nod to you, judges, just because your argument was, was more coherent even though you were – and he got real personal calling you hot takey because I know that that's one thing that you can't say around you guys on the air is that you're doing hot takes. Yeah, I so. didn't
6: think that was fair, but that's all right. We, I had a good time having the debate with him. Ken, what are you thinking on, on us as fans? So uh,
21: I, I, I told Kyle that, you know, it, it's – a really interesting conversation had the day after one of the organizations in this town uh permanently canceled a promo because fans don't know how to act when they have a hot dog mm. that costs a dollar in their hands right um i i i think it was jay earlier that made a really astute observation that the one thing oh. is is that uh you know the players have platforms to 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 clap back now so you know back in the day they didn't and they just had to take it and of course it also expands the different avenues for which fans can can go after players. Yes. Because now it's not just, you know, you buy your ticket and you boo. Um but I I do think in this city in particular, we're really, really good at identifying guys with rabbit ears. And I, I, I think Slay is one of those guys that has rabbit ears and, and it's one of those things where, you know, it, it reminds me of back back when we were younger there was there was this this booth down at seaside heights it would shoot the clown and the guy would come out in this clown costume and he had pads all over underneath the costume and he would flip you off and he would call you all kinds of names and stuff like that and you would just shoot at him with the with, with the paint gun well both me and my buddy were really good with guns because we were in the military and stuff like that and we found this little spot on his neck where the mask ended and the shoulder pads hadn't started and it was just bare skin under there and we found that spot, and we pelted that thing, and we chased him back behind that curtain. And he that's, what, that's what fans in this city are great at doing to guys with rabbit ears. It's just pelting that little bear spot until they run back behind the curtain. So, you know, I, I went to the Eagles game in, in Lambeau uh, in 2019 when they won that Thursday night game in Lambeau, and it was like an otherworldly experience. Like, I, I, I thought I had traveled to another planet. When when you know the Eagles win the game and and Packers fans are coming up to us after the game patting us on the back saying hey good game you guys really deserve to win I'm like man <laughs> this is this is not Philadelphia yeah that's so, a
6: 180 and that Ken that's a funny story I I uh, grew up not that far from Seaside Heights I guess that that clown was out of there by the time I I got to go and hang out down there because I I don't remember but that is funny how you got him Ken give us a uh, a good movie we should check out.
21: So it's. A, I'm sure you guys haven't seen it. It's from 1990. Really good movie. Uh, Sean Penn, Gary Oldman, Ed Harris. It's called State of Grace. It's about uh, basically the Westies, um, the Irish, Irish mob guys in um, Hell's Kitchen in New York. Uh, really, really good movie.
6: I, I haven't seen that one. I'll check it out. I'm Ken, good go phone call. Yeah, yeah. Sean Penn. I like Sean Penn. Sean Penn's a good actor. Um we've got a couple mob movie kind of recommendations today.
3: Those some good movies, man. I'm telling you I I I've already put Sisu on my movie watch list. And there was another one that I got it was something uh was called Something Wrong with Diane. Something's wrong with Diane. Mm-hmm. So that's probably going to be another good one. I like documentaries. Like documentaries to me, I I like those real life stories cuz it's like when you watch them, you're like for real somebody did that. There's some and there's more there's more now. I I, I I guess because of
6: streaming, they make more now. Maybe I wasn't aware of them, I don't know, 15 years ago. It just feels like there's so many. Like any subject you want, you could probably find a decent documentary on. Chris in Northeast Philly is up. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Chris? All right, well, first of all,
1: um, yeah, as a city, we are not too hard uh, on our athletes. I've got to just look at Alex Bowman, Bryce Harper. I'd boo me, and I'd, I'd leap and hate this place. I mean, both of those guys are still here. Both are playing well. Both seem to like it here. So like just you know, man up, go play, play hard. You're going to be all right. That's the way I see
6: it. Yeah, and Chris, if you if you just do it that way, people they'll go from not liking you to loving you. Like Alec Bohm was a guy that everyone was frustrated with. It looked like he could be a bust, and now people love him. People really like Alec Bohm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I love the guy. I mean, and and he and he's getting better, and we get to watch it, and and. It's almost like that little adversity like made people like him even more, made people relate to him mm-hmm. or something on a, on a on a better level. But um, now moving on to play specifically, um, I wasn't really that mad, or I didn't take it personally to the stuff that he said. I kind of compared it to some of the stuff with AJ when he called in last week. And don't get me wrong, like I thought, like props to him for doing that. I thought that was cool, but just the way he handled some of it, like, like you know, he. he he was angry. He was clearly angry. Angry. He was trying to take it to Ike and Jack. He, he he was talking about you know you don't you misunderstand me when it's like well dude you're clearly misunderstanding us and this station and and the role of it. It seems like and you have no interest in trying to understand it. Like and like I didn't get any of that from Slay. Like I didn't get any hostility or any of that. It was almost like he, he just kind of talks to talk. He's got his podcast. He's talking to his buddies. It's, it's almost like he doesn't even. To me, at least, he's not even taking a lot of the stuff that he's saying seriously, and it's not personal. And that's why I didn't mind him the walk back either, because it's like, come on, guys, it's all love. It's like he's just talking the talk. I didn't, but the, the problem I have with him is he's afraid to tackle more than anything he says on his podcast. He's afraid to tackle. That's
3: my problem. Yeah, and he's, he's also afraid to tackle, uh, you know, a take. Like that, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. He's afraid to tackle the tape. Maybe
6: he doesn't like to tackle anything. That yeah, might be yeah, that. Big... That's
3: probably the biggest issue that he has yeah. right now. He's afraid to tackle. The
6: tape. You're right about that, Chris. Chris, give us a great movie we should check out.
3: All right, um, I'm going to give you the
6: uh, the Iron Claw. It's the
1: tragic story of the uh, the Von Eric wrestling family. Morning, it's it's a tearjerker. It was a rough watch for me because I uh, I lost my younger brother last August. He was 30, and that's kind of exactly what the movie's about. It's about a lot of loss, but it was. Great movie. Have your tissues ready. The tearjerker and excellent performances all around.
6: So I've, I've heard of that and I wanted to see it. The Iron thing. Claw. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, the Iron Claw with the uh, the Von Eric, um, the wrestling family. Um, yeah, like I, the other thing about the Slay thing today. I, so that he was on. Steven Nelson. But let's play it again. On Steven Nelson's podcast, here's some of Darius Slay, Steven Nelson, talking about fans in Philadelphia.
7: Hey, bro, I learned quick. I said, oh, yeah, I got to get out of here. It's not good for my mental health. <laughs> go
8: ahead. Like, hey, I'm stressed out. I'll, I'll, hey, stress, I'll stress you out, boy. I'm stressed out. I'm talking about because I ain't going to lie. These probably the only fans that ever got to me before. They That's just, what I'm it's saying. Just, they, I'm, not, every, I'm not used to not that, It's not going to be just somebody new all the time. It's yeah. going to be the same one. Yes. And he's going to he go, hit you yeah. about
7: 30 times. They're going to sit in the back of your, the bitch. I know. And they own your ass. Every but, play.
17: But big dog. He's like,
7: terrible. What the f- is he doing? You got to hear that every play. Even if you make a good play. I used to be like, it got to a point where like, and I, don't get it twisted. I ain't, I'm not no scrub by any means. Okay. But like, yeah, I you know just hard have, on myself. Yeah. So like, it got to a point where like, I'm playing, but I'm playing against the fans type yeah. of. I ain't, ain't even it. focused. Ain't I have a third-down stop. I'm talking <laughs> to the fans.
9: I'm, I'm coming outside talking not even the
6: opposing
9: team. Ain't it? The the f*** y'all did
6: oh, Yeah, about yeah. oh, Every time. <laughs> <the fuck? laughs> you know what's kind of interesting? I, I just, as I heard it for like the fifth time now, I I, I thought about this. When AJ was on last week with Jack and Ike, he, he mentioned how he gets a little frustrated because maybe we don't ride for them enough, right? We, we criticize or we, you know, speak about potential trades or whatever, whatever the heck he meant. We don't ride for them. You know, Darius could have rode for Philly. There, he's still here. Stephen yeah. Nelson's not an eagle. If he wants to say it wasn't the city, wasn't for him, he didn't love it. That's his prerogative. D- Darius Slay like, could have been like, "Yeah, man, but when we're good, it's great to play there." Nobody right.
3: ever does that, man. He he just went It's two sides it. every coin, and and that's the thing that I feel is is kind of frustrating because you you still have to be here. And I looked at some of the comments because I saw some of the people on Twitter. They they're like, "Well, we love you, here, Slay, and all this other stuff." But my thing is. I, I I still do not understand how when you talk about all the good that you have here, that you tend to focus on the the a few negative bad apples. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get that because because that, that's anywhere you could pick any NFL team and go listen to their sports radio, especially the ones that complain about what we do and listen to what they're talking about. I'm pretty sure there's some cats in Kansas City complaining about about the Kansas City Chiefs about something. You know, so it's the same everywhere. So to just tend to focus on the bad part about it to me, I just I just don't understand that, you know, especially when you've had so much success here because you were in Detroit before you were in Detroit. And I don't recall you being I don't recall Detroit being in the playoff squad or playoff team or being one of the teams I was considered going to the playoffs like the Eagles have been over the last couple of years. Yeah,
6: you think he'd appreciate being with a franchise in a city that's in it every year, right? Because yeah. that's not what he was clearly early in his career. Let's go to Tim in Philadelphia. What's up, Tim? Yeah, hey, how you doing? Good, Tim. What are you feeling?
2: Um, you know I'm starting to think uh, this is, you know, what we're not talking about, what happened in the locker room. I think he did it on purpose. I don't think he really meant that.
6: Uh he well, he did change the conversation for a little bit here. Uh, you're not wrong on that. I think, yeah, I think he's regretting it because now he's hearing a lot more than he doesn't want to. Well, and I that mean... and that's not a surprise, <laughs> right? Like he's he's a, a star player in the NFL. He said something public, people are going to react to it. So yeah, I mean now he's now I guess he doesn't want to hear the reaction.
2: Right, and there's one thing he did say. He said when. Uh, it's, you, know, you know, the crowd will be chanting, "Run the ball, run the ball," and they'll run the ball for the loss of yards, and they'll cheer. And that's true. That's you know.
6: We, <laughs> that did make do, me laugh. That that one made me laugh.
2: Right, we're a smart fan base. We know football. We know what we're talking about. And when we see our team not doing the right thing, we're gonna let them know it.
6: Yeah, and I, I, a lot of athletes, I think, appreciate that. Like they, it's almost like accountability. When things are great, we're gonna go crazy for you. When things aren't. We're gonna let you hear. Tim, what movie should we check out?
2: Um, I got uh sleepers for you. Uh De Niro movie. Uh, if you don't want to watch that, you can watch uh, Little Giants. It's always a good one to watch. <laughs>
6: uh there's t- definitely different kinds of movies there. I think I saw Sleepers a few Tim, weeks ago. Tim, appreciate
3: it. Uh that's with uh Who's the girl with the curly hair? Robert De Niro was a, a priest. It's a lot of girls with curly hair, man. No, uh, I can't think of her name.
6: Sleepers is a great movie. That's Brad Pitt. It's Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah, he's Kevin that? Bacon
3: was in it because he was a security guard. Yes, um, the curly hair woman in that movie. I'm trying to think of who you mean. Oh, uh, you, if you see her face, you know she was big. Molly, not Molly. Uh, Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Minnie there Driver. you go. I was about to call her Molly. Molly, Molly Ringwald. Yeah, I was about. To, no, I was about to Maybe call Molly, her yeah. Molly Driver.
6: Yeah, the the cast of Sleepers is a big time cast. It's De Niro, Kevin Bacon, Brad Pitt. Uh, mini driver, but that's a that's a big cast. That I've seen that.
3: That's a good movie.
6: A Little heavy though, right? We've got a lot of heavy movies.
3: Yeah, I'm stuck on Sisu. That I that's your vote. That's the one. I, I mean, think I'm, I'm because you got to see the like you didn't see the trailer. Well, I just heard you read it. No, you, well I watched theatrically. It in the, well, I got to show you know in the next break yeah. I'm gonna show you the all trailer. Right, we we'll watched the trailer because the trailer's like you know me. I'm I'm all for that action at the beginning, and it just jumps like they it's, they don't leave. Nothing to the imagination. Oh, it's all there. Oh, it's right there.
6: All right, I'll, I'll check it out. Jay in Roxford. what's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Jay? What are you feeling? Yeah, well, uh, you know what? Talk
10: about that fan thing. You know, this is what this is a situation with Philly fans, and I know it's more. It's a lot out there. I'm not talking about every single one, of course, but I'm just talking about you know overall what's happened is that we used to be knowledgeable fans, and now I don't feel like we're we're knowledgeable fans anymore. Because, you know, we we look at the wrong things. I'll give you a perfect example uh, with Tobias Harris. You know, people come down on Tobias Harris. People don't realize that this guy was a fourth option when he first got here. You know, uh, he was um, – Ben Simmons held the ball, Joel B dominated the ball, and Jimmy Butler dominated the ball. So he's a fourth option. When Jimmy left, it was uh, Ben – and Joel, and then uh, Maxie. And then Ben left now is Maxie and Joel running the ball. You know, this this is a guy that needs rhythm. And, and when I say about the fans not being knowledgeable, fans got to understand that certain kinds of players need the ball in their hands to get rhythm.
6: Right. And, Jay, and I, I, you're not wrong on that. But I think the, the frustration with Tobias is more his contract. Because he, yeah, he's he's, and that, and, he, he's not that, a $40 million and, and, player, but he's making right. $40 million and see out and I'm glad
10: you, that was that was my next thing man that's why I really called about it the fans this is why I say about knowledge fans we keep looking at the dollar amount that a team paid them uh uh Tob- Tobias Harris has nothing to do with uh going into the owners pockets and taking the money right. they gave it to him I, I agree you know, and the, the fans need to understand that that man the only thing that that man can do take the money that they're giving him. Mm -hmm. And when you look at Tobias Harris, if he were on some bad team, this guy would probably be averaging about 25 to 30 points with his talent level. But on this team, this guy found a way to try to find a niche of being a third and fourth option, getting paid that big money. And as fans of Philly, we keep looking at, Pocket watching. We yeah, keep Jay, out. I I, make- th- you're,
6: I agree with you for the most part on this one, Jay. And it, it's a good phone call. I, I, you're not wrong. I mean, I but I think the frustrate, we can't we can't boo Daryl Morey during the games. I know he didn't sign him. We, we, we can't boo the GM or the owner during the game. So you boo the you player. Crumble cookie. Yeah, and I don't even think people dislike Tobias Harris. He seems like a really nice guy. They just don't like him for the money that he's made. Yeah, he plays hard. I I, I just, it's a I re- it's the reality of like, he's not as good as his
3: contract says he should be. Yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't look, I look at, that as – that's what the NBA dictates. Mm-hmm. And if his contract's up and you decide to, to sign him for that, then that's what he signs for. It's on you, yeah. Yeah, it, and that's kind of the way that the NBA is gone. And not only that, he owes it to everybody that comes behind him. If they give him that kind of money, he got to take it. I agree. He has to take
6: it. Yeah, I'm never – I'll never, like, criticize a player for taking – especially in the NBA, like a max contract if they give you one. It's the team. I mean, the team's got to be smarter than to offer that kind of money – for a player that's just not not worth it. Two one five five ninety two ninety-four ninety four. We'll come back, hit all your phone calls, and we got some history. I'm surprised Kyle's okay with this history. We got some history Uh-oh. involving the Phillies. We all can get behind. We'll hit you with that next. Your calls on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Welcome back, Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gilliard, 215 592 94 We'll get back to your phone calls in a second here. We've got to pick our movie we're going to watch this weekend. By the way, you, ju- you just showed me the um, trailer for, what
3: was that Sisu? Sisu. S-I-S-U? Yeah, it's no joke.
6: No, I was hooked right away. I was like, all right, that's, uh, that's, that caught my attention. By the way, we, uh, we promised some history involving the fillers that, that certainly caught our attention. So, Hugh, yesterday was uh, Leap Day, right? February 29th? Yes. So, uh, someone pulled this up. I believe it was uh, 2008 Phils is, our, is the Twitter guy named John Foley. He, um, he pointed this out yesterday, Hugh. It's a, it's a pretty interesting little piece of history. I guess Kyle's okay with history when it's positive, like when it, it, it's a pro uh, thing to one of our teams. If, if it's anti, Kyle doesn't want to hear it. But, Hugh, the Phillies have, have won the World Series a couple times, right? 2008 and obviously 1980. Mm -hmm. In 2008, it was a leap year. In 1980, it was a leap year. 2024, Hugh, it is a leap year. Okay. So the vibes for the Phillies. correlation,
3: a little bit of a correlation there. Maybe
6: it becomes a coincidence, maybe correlation, maybe causation. I don't know. We can throw it everywhere we want to use. It's not a bad thing that the Phillies, obviously their two World Series championships, came in a leap year. 80 and 2008, and now we get another one here in 2024 so. I don't know if that means we should start printing the World Series tickets or kind of wrap that parade route out, but I don't know. I mean, I like it. I, I see I see a, a direct line there, Hugh. Leap year, Phillies win the World Series. You with me? I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Kyle, direct correlation, leap year, World Series.
11: Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how much of a history buff yeah. I am and how enthusiastic I am about history involving my sports teams. Um, but, yeah, like uh, it adds up to me.
6: Yeah, I'm going to suspend disbelief. I know there's been a lot yeah. of other leap years yes. they didn't win, but let's just count we those just, other right, they're only yeah.
11: The only ones that did win were on leap, leap years. years. Um, that tracks, and if you ask me, I think that's perfectly clear evidence that the Phillies are going to win the World Series this
6: year. Uh, look, yesterday we talked about okay how they're all focused. They're laser-focused on the task at hand. Today we find out the
3: leap year thing. But wait a minute. I, connecting I, dots here. Listen, I don't want no beef with Kyle in the weekend about to start. Mm-hmm. But how are you okay with the leap year thing? (laughs) But you're not okay with the field saying that you know what I mean? Like they're they they talk about the World Series. Well because well
11: so I think I'll give you the exact distinction right here. (laughs) We're the fans talking about cute little th- reasons why the Phillies might win the World Series. Like if I'm a fan, I can talk about the World Series. Okay. I want the guys in the building to be focused on the task at hand. Mm. It's not my job to focus on, you know, winning the division or or winning one hundred you know, going through the hundred sixty two game schedule. It is, however, the job of the players, so I would like them to be focused on that.
6: Yeah, well, they are gotcha. again, they are laser focused. So but we also established this: we established that Kyle is anti-history when he doesn't like what he's hearing, and he's pro-history. I, when I mean, he likes that's okay.
3: It. That's that that goes into our core values. Moving the line, yeah, move the line just a little bit. Okay, moving the goalpost, baby.
11: Leaving logic at the, at the door. <laughs> so <laughs> when we
6: talked about how uh, NFC runners up don't go back to the Super Bowl, that was like, stop it. But yeah, leap that was, years, that was leap years. That's that perfectly
3: logical. Okay,
6: I just want to make sure we're all. The I mean, same but at picture. least we
3: like, like at least we are, we are aware that we move the line. Like some people are not; they're like delusional.
6: <laughs> you yeah, know, we're very aware. We very, actually, again, yeah, we we encourage each other to move the line. Tony is up next on WIP. Hey, Tony.
3: Hey,
6: what's going on, guys? What's up, Tony?
4: Hey, uh, Hugh. First time talking to you. Big fan of you as a kid growing up. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, Hey, I remember this interview that you gave. I think it
3: was like oh 04. It's been etched into my brain for years. Do you remember Do or Die? Do or Die, yeah, at my do locker. Do or Die, man. Yeah, do, do or, or Die. die. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. In the playoffs. It was do yes. or die. Do uh, die. Still say to this day. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the the, uh, the lineup,
4: but mm-hmm. also uh, the fans, and I got a movie too. Uh, in regards to the lineup, I would personally bat Trey Turner first over Schwarber. But the two-hole is, I think, the more uh, controversial opinion I have. I think Bryce Harper should bat second because you take a look at lineups. Mike Trout batted second for the Angels for all those years. I believe that the best hitter on your team should always bat second, not third or fourth. But in that lineup configuration, i bat Turner first, Harper second, and then Schwarber third, and depending on – you know who's hot at the moment? I uh JT or Castellanos fourth.
6: So, a couple things. One, I I agree with your your premise of the two hole hitter, and and it, I don't want to do Turner one. Obviously, I want to do Schwarber. But Tony, if they did do Turner one, I'm with you. Like I I think turn I think Harper should bat behind Turner. So like I like that. Like if you're gonna go Turner one, put Harper two. The only issue I have, Tony, uh, it's just I'm worried about stacking the lefties. Like I like. I, I like having a separation. Otherwise, I feel like late in the game, especially when the other team has a good lefty, they're bringing him in right there for that pocket of of Harper and, and Schwarber back-to-back.
4: True. And while that's fair, you got to look at the, the 08 to 2011 lineups. That was very left-handed heavy. You know, Shane and uh, Jimmy always be- uh, were switch hitters, but Jimmy was much better as a left-handed yeah. hitter. So you were very left-handed heavy in probably the most golden age of Philly's history.
6: They were. Uh, it does also make me miss a switch hitter, so it just feels like it's a lost start. I don't, don't see I don't, anymore. Not many that do it anymore. Uh, and you're right about the two-hole hitter thing. I I saw an article the other day, the Yankees are going to put Soto two ahead of Judge. So, yeah, the, the best hitters tend to hit two in a lot of lineups. Tony. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. What are you thinking on us being too hard? So, I think we were too harsh years ago, but obviously that ship has sailed. And I think it's less of a
4: Philadelphia thing and more of a societal thing where – you know, you don't see people boo as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. You know, we were harsh on our guys years ago, but you take a look at the Trey Turner thing. You take a look at the Alec Bohm thing. I, I saw a Twitter campaign to try to get a standing ovation for Tobias Harris. I think, I think we, that's happening tonight. Hopefully yeah. not, but we, yes. We've we we, we we've changed the fan base, but it's also, I think, a societal thing because there was a thing on Twitter yesterday about uh, WWE. There was a very inexperienced women's wrestler who got booed at a live event. Uh, it was one guy just saying, you suck. And it became a big thing where the wrestlers were chiming in and saying, you know, I would like to see someone go to your job and boo you. And this is professional wrestling. Like, it's just more of a societal thing where people are less inclined to boo. And I think there's a lot of coddling. And there's a good part of that. But it's also, I think we've gotten solved when it comes to sports and entertainment in general. And maybe that's a social media thing where everything is magnetized. But, you know, you really don't see much of that anymore compared to how you used to see booing. And I think it might have to do with,
6: you know, an online presence. I think you're right. And, Tony, it feels to me like we see less harsh booing in a stadium and more probably over-the-top, hiding behind a keyboard kind of stuff. Um, keyboard gangster. Yeah, and then the players see that, right, because they're on their phones all the time. So it's, it's probably all wrapped up. And, Tony, what movie should we check out?
4: So you guys were bringing up Pierce Brosnan. And I wanted to go to uh, my favorite, one of my favorite video games of all time and one of my favorite movies of all time. Goldeneye. Uh, I thought Pierce Brosnan was awesome in that movie. Sean Bean, who's one of my favorite actors, as 006, was tremendous. Uh, And another quick one: Have you guys ever seen The Room?
6: I haven't, but it's, it's it's ringing familiar.
4: What what is it? So it's known as the best worst movie of all time. It was made by a guy named Tommy Wiseau in 2003, and basically he there's very much not known about this guy, but he basically funded his own movie. He tried to make this drama, and it ended up being considered one of the worst movies of all time. They actually made a movie about it called The Disaster Artist with uh, James Franco. and I think he won a Golden Globe for it, basically the whole premise of going through making the movie. But it's basically, if you want to look it up, it's considered the Citizen Kane of bad movies. It's hilarious in all the right ways. Uh, he tried to make this serious movie, and it's just a very, very funny comedy unintentionally and it's definitely worth seeing it's one of the worst movies ever but it's so endearing it's really worth watching
6: right, you have my attention so bad it's worth watching tony we appreciate the phone call there uh i you know, i do think for all, all these players whether it be aj uh Starius, anybody the social media aspect is part of it i think when they, when they feel like we're hard on them i think it's be much my guess I don't think they're just talking about the fans in the crowd because I don't think it's as harsh as it used to be. I think they see more because they look at what people are saying about yeah, them.
3: I, I think that you know, with with social media being a big part of our lives now, even I had to deal with it. Like well, we all had to deal with it, where you go on there and there's a good aspect of social media because it allows you to interact with fans that you would never get a chance to interact mm-hmm. with ever. But the negative side is it that you do have those people on there that hide behind the keyboard and they say they say inflammatory things to you. And you just have to be able to handle that, the bottom line. And you can't let stuff that people say about you that really don't know you move you off your square. Because a lot of times, you know, those same individuals that, that when they talk about you, it's because they're reading stuff about you and they know that you know nothing about them. So you just have to be okay with that. And you have to know that sometimes – you know, as much as you would like to clap back, you really can't win it. You
6: yeah, really, and I, really I do empathize with them from because I think social media could be a funhouse mirror. You, you may seem different than it really is, right? You, if you're a Slay or you're an AJ Brown or any prominent player, you go on there, you probably think everyone hates you, and they don't like. And I and I think ni- 99 out of every one hundred Eagles fans have are never going to send a negative thing at Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. There's not like or AJ Brown, but they go on there and they see whatever's thrown at them. And it's like everyone here is just beating me up they'll all see, the time. They'll
3: see one or two. They'll, they will look at, there will probably be 50 positive comments that people say about them. Oh, we love you, da 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 they'll those negative ones stick out more so than anything else. I mean, we all do. We're all human. Because I see, even I go on, on social media sometimes, and I'll see the negative ones that stick out to me more so than the positive. It's I think it's human nature. Yeah. And I, it, yeah. You know, the clap back is real. I can give you a perfect example of one that I noticed
11: yesterday, and I think you posted it on either your Twitter or it came up on WIPs, and it was uh, something that you love that the Phillies were doing. We talked about how much you you love the fact they're talking about the World Series. Like, you know, hardly any comments, anything, like you barely saw any like real interaction. I'm sure there was a lot of people that listened to it or saw the clip, but nobody really had anything to to say. say about it. But if you said I'm trading Trey Turner for Juan Soto or, or Trey sucks right now,
6: you hate the Phillies. It's yeah, you hate Trey everyone Turner.
11: hates yeah. you. You yeah. hate the Phillies. You hate the city of Philadelphia. You are a traitor and a fraud. Right. And it's you know that's that's the way it works. Yeah,
6: man. and and look, I I empathize with them because they look. I get one one millionth percent of what a, a, an AJ Brown would get or Darius Slice. So yeah, I, I get it but it doesn't represent the, the fan base. That's that's the part that frustrates me. I don't think we're too hard on these guys. Uh, let's go to Albert and Maple Shade. Hey, Albert. Albert. Yeah, what's up, guys? How we doing?
5: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too